0: This episode of the 10A Podcast is sponsored by TOC Public Relations, the only PR, marketing and strategic communication firm that specializes in working with public safety agencies, associations and businesses. TOC PR is also the parent company of Law Enforcement Social, which provides social media, PIO and content creation training for all public safety. Be sure to check them out at tocpublicrelations.com and lawenforcement.social.
1: The views and opinions expressed on the 10-8 podcast are those of the authors and guests individually. They do not necessarily reflect an official policy or position. The Ten Eight podcast is for entertainment purposes only and is not affiliated with any entity, agency, or department.
0: This week on the Ten Eight podcast, Beware of the Body
1: with Sean Grogan. Not one kilo or amount of drugs is worth one drop of our blood. I ran my dog around and the the coke was underneath the exterior of the vehicle, underneath, and he ripped it out and snorted it. Maybe that's the guy right there with some stuff. The last couple years now, in New Jersey, it's changed. That's my car. What am I supposed to do? That's absolutely ridiculous. Fuck, I don't want to sit anywhere. She's a seasoned prostitute. She's like, you can go now, officer. I'm like, okay. Why are you telling me how upset you are and you're starting to smile? Something's off here.
0: Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and what is going on, friends? This is episode 233. This is the 10A Podcast. Hope everyone's having a great week. Uh, sorry this is a day late, but a day late and not a dollar short. Just been working on a few things, uh, personal things, and uh, just didn't get a chance to finish the episode by my self-imposed deadline. I don't have, like, a producer or anything. Uh, it's just, you know, myself. I, I, I push myself to be Thursdays, and all but a few have been... On Thursday, So not too bad, not a bad track record. Anyway guys, welcome to the show today. Today we have a treat. It is uh, Sean Grogan of Street Cop Training. He does his own training as well and he wrote a book, Beware the Body, talking about body language and how it can make you a better law enforcement officer. It's really, I mean, it's, it's a great conversation, don't get me wrong, but it's a pretty, co- it's a basic principle, right? You deal with people all day, you should know the interpersonal communication, the nonverbal cues that you're going to get to know what's going on. So stay tuned to that. That's going to be right around the corner. First, I want to talk about something serious. And, uh, before I even get into that, I want to tell you guys, listen, I know a lot of you guys listen to the, to the interview and then you kind of stop the episode. I highly, uh, implore you to listen all the way through. I know you're looking at the time going, Holy crap. It's a two plus hour episode. Um, I did something special this week. I did it last year too. Um, I read all the names off the officer down Memorial page and uh, gave them their credit and uh, their moment uh, for everyone that didn't make it to police week this past week in Washington, DC uh, myself included. I wanted to read the names out and for them to be remembered on my platform as well. So hopefully you guys, you take the time. It is an hour of me reading names, but each of those people made the sacrifice and, for their community, for people like us. They are our brothers. They are our sisters. Uh, you you deserve, they deserve that moment from, from you. So that's, that's after the episode. We'll get to that. Um, but first, first I want to talk about something that kind of ties in with it. It is serious. Uh, typically this kind of talk would go at the end of the interview, but I preserve that just for the names. I want to talk about police officer funerals. Yeah, it has nothing really to do with body language or anything, but Uh, I attended one within, uh, between the last two episodes and it was on my mind heavy and I really wanted to share it with you guys. Um, you know, everyone should know by this point, I left the job. One of the reasons because losing, uh, very important people to me and experiencing their police officer funerals and they weren't the first ones that I attended. They are a very, um, solemn, very somber event, but there is beauty in that negative space too. And that's something that is really hard to do is find beauty in the negatives. And, uh, it, but I mean, for real guys, police officer funerals, they take your breath away. The first one that I ever went to, there was a kid guy at my agency. He passed away during uh, training before he even hit the road. It was in-house training. He was doing a run. Uh, he got, he got sick. He had a, a heart situation and, and, uh, and he ultimately passed away from it. And, uh, I didn't know the kid. I never met him. I, I don't even know if I knew his name up to that point. Cause he was brand new. You know, he was, he was a, he was a trainee, uh, like a borderline cadet fresh out of the academy before field training. And, um, and I think at that time my agency had their largest rookie class. So, I mean, really, uh, unfortunately didn't get a chance to meet him, but I attended the funeral, of course. And, uh, you know, I didn't, like I said, I didn't know him, didn't know his family, but it didn't matter. You know, we were, we were family. Uh, we are family even, even posthumously. And, um, the service was sad, of course. I mean, funerals tend to be that way. Um, but it was, it was also nice because his family sharing, um, heartfelt stories, not just, you know, sad tributes, which, you know, if you've been to a funeral, which by the way, for me, That experience was really my first experience with funerals. I've had family members pass away and things like that, but um, we're not really a funeral family. We'll have celebration of lives, cremations, and and then we just come to the house and talk. It's just the way my family does things, right? Um, So experiencing all that from the the viewing and, and things like that, it was a new experience for me. So it was an okay experience, you know, again, no personal attachment to him, but, uh, through, through the blue blood. So when we got out of the event hall where the service was being held and we, we, you know, got in our cars and we were going to do the, uh, the blue sea, uh, to the, to the burial ground or the cemetery. Um, wow. Right. Driving through the city from the event to the, the cemetery. It's amazing, you know, um, seeing for us, I saw our wreckers. I saw the ambulance. I saw, um, the fire department with the, with the ladder trucks and the, uh, the flag coming down that took my breath away. It was like, wow. Cause you know, you work with these people all the time. They're not your coworkers, but you work with them all the time. Uh, the wrecker drivers and everything, and to see them and the citizens that lined the route. And I didn't know if there was like a, Publicly, if our PIO put out, like, hey, this is the route we're going to take. So maybe he did. But in the moment, it was like, wow, these people sought out to be here, waving their flags and, and saluting the the cars as they drove by. And it was like, wow, this is this is really nice. And there was one dipshit that, that flipped us off as we, we drove by and kind of wanted to pull over and just pummel his ass. But we go, we get to the, the cemetery, and, uh, wow, um, between... The, the gun salute between, you know, the, the flag draped casket being folded up, handed to the widow, uh, just so, so I don't even know the word for it at the moment. Just it's, it's breathtaking and you can't, for me, experience that without realizing, wow, like you can, you can feel the centuries of tradition in that you know, the bagpipes, the, the, the guns, the drums, um, you know, even the commands that, that the, whoever's, you know, given it, uh, it's just, it's nothing like it. Um, so a year ago when, uh, we were at my buddy's funeral, I felt like I I was looking at different eyes, obviously, cause this was, this was my buddy and, uh, I kind of likened it to like a mafia funeral, you know, the way that like we were the family and, you know, we had, especially being a squad mate of his, you know, it it was, it was a different kind of experience and, uh, it felt different, especially going to the, the after funeral, uh, get togethers and stuff like that. You know, it it was cops only cops and cops, family and that bonding, you know, um, for a second, right? The blue falconry was down and there was just love and it felt, you know what? I finally felt that thin blue line family. Um, that being said, I hope none of you ever have to attend a law enforcement funeral. It is not a good place to be. It is not a happy place. It is not an enjoyable place, but it is an amazing send off to people that give the ultimate sacrifice to their community. That give up their own lives because of the job, one reason or another. And we we had a discussion on my Instagram. If you're not following me at ten eight memes ten eight underscore memes on Instagram uh, over the past few days, and uh, talking about you know should suicide be considered a line of duty death, or even you know are are those that um, lose lose their battle with PTSD or whatever it might be. Are they, should they be given at least, you know, a police officer's funeral? I say that one. Absolutely. There's some other things, kind of more morbid ideas about whether or not suicide should be counted a line of duty death. Um, that's a discussion for a different time. Definitely not touching it right now, but, um, you know, the, I hope you never have to experience that, but if there is one, a neighboring agency, something like that, and you get a chance to, um, go attend, represent your agency, even if you're not honor guard, you know, and you just kind of get to put on your class A and experience that, uh, it really makes you, I guess, treasure everything that you have. It really puts things into perspective. So I just wanted to talk about police officer funerals a little bit. Obviously the theme of today's episode is, uh, not anything like that. And it's kind of I'm sure this and, and the end of the episode are kind of not appropriately appropriately timed, but it happened to be Police Week. I attended a police officer's funeral uh, over the past week or two. We had a second one at my agency that I didn't get to attend, and um, so it, it was heavy on my mind. So you know, I shared with you guys. If you guys want to talk about things like that, you can call in the show. You can message me directly. Uh, I am I am all for any of that. I'll be happy to talk to you about it. On that note, guys, we are going to transition. We're going to go into something lighthearted now, and then then we're going to go back into kind of somberness, Uh, definitely somberness at the end. But thank you guys for um, humoring me, listening to that little uh, discussion. But now we're going to switch it. We're going to go talk to Sean Grogan, and we're going to learn about the body. Here we go. Sean Grogan, Street Cop Training. Let's check it out.
1: in narcotics for probably a couple of years and I get this text on my work phone and it says yo you good and we know from cell phone search warrants and dealing with informants if you get something that says yo you're good it's how someone asks a dealer if they're if they've got if they have product so I get this and I'm looking at it and I'm like yeah what is this is an informant fucking with me they're playing games with me what's this about so I text him back I'm like yeah what, what what you need and they write back it might have been uh, five blues or, or something along those lines there's blues at the time was the code name for oxyco oxycodones I forget the percocet at this of uh, the uh, I'm sorry the Percocet, the milligram at this point but I'm like no this is somebody messing with me and they're like okay when can you meet and I'm like oh, is this serious is this someone how does this happen if someone set me up now and I'm concerned because someone trying to set me up And I just play it out. I'm like, yeah, we'll meet over here. We'll go over there. I'm like, this this can't be real. I tell her, I get on the phone. I'm like, yeah, I'm over here. And I I make sure everybody in the unit's around. End up stopping her down the road. I'm like, what car are you in? Get the make, model, everything. Has a kid in a car, just sad. Has all these other pills with her, but wants more for whatever reason. Uh, You know, other paraphernalia. It turns out that the phone number that I had that she was trying to contact for her dealer was one or two numbers off than my work phone. What the oh, fuck wow. are the chances? <laughs> what are the chances of that? If yeah. You, right. If someone had texted my personal phone, that I probably would have just said, "You go, yeah, whatever. Just, just ignored it. But the f- chances of you, what bad luck this girl had to <laughs> text a narcotics detectives phone number asking for drugs getting the wrong mm. memorized number i i mean just wow
0: yeah and then getting popped for it like the the whole
1: oh uh, it's you know and the girl had bad luck overall once you know i talked to her after she'd been you know molested as a child and things like that mm-hmm. and we actually ended up being my first chase i got in was with the pos who ended up molesting her
0: Oh shit! Really? And I found that out years later.
1: Like it's just you know one of those things. It was such a small world, and the chances of 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 things happening. You're just like, wow, this this is insane. What are the chances Mm. of that? Yeah, really. Of all the millions of numbers, you text a narcotics detective's work number. I thought someone was setting me up, and I'm like, well, we'll go in it anyway and see what happens. (laughs) Yeah. Probably not the safest thing to do, but we did a lot of, you know. <laughs>
0: right. Yeah. Yeah. I think when you when you start working narcotics in that way, you take a lot of chances. I had I had Jeff Smith on a while ago and he we were talking about how you know you kind of come it kind of comes and goes and you kind of take these chances that it kind of you start graying that line a little bit, but you know it happens. Uh, uh. Every 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 narcotic officer kind of gets that. Either if you're you're working street crimes or you're working long-term investigations, you you realize that sometimes you just got to be fluid and, and, and work with that stuff. So totally get it. Um, I don't think I've ever had that though. I've had, I've had some, uh, informants, uh, flip on me, you know, you know, they, they, they play double stuff like that. Um, I've had people, here's one where like, uh, the dopers would trade phones or something. That was a big one where like my informant, he would let someone else use their phone I text him, you know, to set up a, a meet or whatever, and end up not being him. He gave the phone to his buddy or something, okay. and that that burnt, it, you know, stuff like that. Never never had someone uh <laughs> hit me up for drugs that, that <laughs> didn't know they were hitting me up for drugs, though. That's pretty cool. Yeah,
1: it was it was interesting. Like, like you said with with Jeff Smith bringing up, like there's a lot of stuff in narcotics we did that you're like, man, we we really took chances with our safety. Oh yeah. And right you think back when you're older but you know there's no 100 safe w- in police work in general but we had a sergeant come in before I left or actually a few years before he he came up he goes you know what when he started as the sergeant for the unit he goes not one kilo or amount of drugs is worth one drop of our blood and that mm-hmm. made sense to me you know I'd already been in there for some years now probably six or so at that point and I'm like you know he's 100 percent right it's you know, you're ready to go, ready to go. We got to remember you. You want to get killed over at what? At the end of the day, is just a product which we want to get yeah. off the street. We do, but at the same time, take a step back, take a breath, and think about what you're doing. Not that we always did it. <laughs> that's, right, you know right. That. But
0: you know, that's at least the the mentality you should keep. I had a um, when I was just getting hired. There was a guy. I was I was a civilian at the front at our front desk. And there was a guy on light duty up there who was back on patrol, but he was right before that DEA task force. And he told me a very similar story. He ended up teaching a narcotics class for my, my new hire um, school. And he said basically the same thing. He's like, anything, if you're rushing into a room, that's your first mistake. Because anything you think that they're going to flush... If it's anything of like sizable weight or whatever like that, like they're not going to be able to flush all of it. So there's no point in, in rushing in. And then he's basically said about the whole, um, you know, risk versus reward type of thing is the juice worth the squeeze. And at the end of the day, obviously that's what we keep, we're supposed to keep in our mind as we work, but you know, you get the adrenaline going, you get the, you know, you start chasing it. And, uh, it is that adrenaline high too, where like, you know, you're, you're, you're going for the excitement and the 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 hunt you know and then that's i think that's where our not even complacency but that's where we our safety drops a lot where like you know we're we're getting so hyper focused on the end goal that we 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 let things slip and when i talked to jeff back in december that was you know he told me that he had a couple ops that dropped and that's you know he has a story to everyone listening if you ever talked to him about uh where his operations had gone sideways because kind of chasing that 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 angle so yeah Yeah. so anyway ladies and gentlemen welcome to the show we have sean grogan he is also a street cop instructor he is uh he's got some some fun stuff which is kind of be a little hard to discuss a lot via audio but we're gonna i'm gonna splice in some pictures and stuff and we'll put it on the the instagram but anyway we got sean grogan go ahead and um introduce yourself let us know who you are where you're from what you've done and we're gonna spin in from there
1: I'm a former special investigations detective from New Jersey. I was also a canine handler for about six years and a gang investigator for about five. Studied extensively over in Europe and here in the United States as well on nonverbal communication and body language. And I'm an instructor for two courses, Unmasking Hidden Facial Expressions, Body Language for Law Enforcement, and I'm the author of Beware the Body. And it's funny we bring up New Jersey. I don't know if you're aware that right now in New Jersey the attorney general just came out. I believe it was yesterday. They've come out and said that cops in New Jersey, when they get the dispensaries up and running, will be allowed to smoke marijuana. Did you see that?
0: I did. Yeah. Someone said it to me. That's insane. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm I'm curious what, uh, you know, you know, someone's going to mess that up. So I'm wondering what the recourse of that decision is going to be.
1: Yeah. Yeah. When someone smokes right before going in or something, you mean, right? Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. I know. Um, A lot of cops, you know, through the Instagram and stuff have shown me that they uh, can take different CBD products. Um, Nowhere I've worked has that been an option. I think now that I'm in a civilian role, I think it can as long as it's zero TAC. I don't know, but I'm not I'm not I'm not down with it. But um, it's it's just a fine line. And I think it's one of the only times ever in history where something that was criminal when, you know, we were getting started. And we were hooking guys up, and not only hooking guys up, but taking them away for massive felonies is now not only legal, but cops are allowed to do it too. Like that's just—it's a—it's a wild idea.
1: Yeah, and it—it's just—it's mind blowing. I'm not against it. I'm—I'm I'm not against it. It just—it takes a second. You—you you know, change is change. You get resistance for, and I'm. I just got it and most cops at least in New Jersey smoked weed before they got hired. It's uh-huh. I smoked weed before I got hired. I had to tell them in internal affairs before I I got on. And it's something that I, I don't know. It's just I don't really have an opinion on it either way. It's just, I don't mm-hmm. I don't know. It's it's one of those things right. I'm very think, neutral to it all.
0: Right. I think I'm neutral and to the point of where I'm like I'm interested to see where it goes cuz again, you know yeah. you're it's there's rules and regulations for drinking, right? Like you can't Mm -hmm. drink X amount of hours before duty. So I'm assuming that that's going to be coming. Um, But then you got to just look at like, what's the half-life of smoking marijuana and how's that going to affect, you know, job performance. And let's say you smoke before work within that window, but you're in a crash. Like, will that come into play? I I think it'll just be interesting to see how that plays out. And I think it's going to set a precedent for the rest of the country. And seeing where it goes from there
1: yeah it's it's going to be interesting like you said if if something happens in your job how can they even be able to monitor it because alcohol you come in you got the blood alcohol level or you don't but the marijuana it's kind of been the argument with driving around the country as well it's an issue and i'm not anti-marijuana i, I just find it interesting also that certain groups are very pro marijuana, but don't smoke a cigarette. Don't smoke that cigarette, but smoke the marijuana. And I'm not saying mm-hmm. go smoke cigarettes either. I smoked for 15 years. I wish I never did. But it's one of those things that I just don't. I don't know. I'm kind of neutral to it all. I need more facts yeah. and, and figures.
0: Right, right. I think exactly, and I think that's where that's where I'm at. I think we need just a little bit more of explanation as to like what's really going to be allowed before. Um, but I, again, I, the, the part that I just find interesting is like cops are going to be doing stuff that they, and, and within their career, which that they last, you know, they within their career, they arrested people for, and and they could put some, some heavy time on people. I just find that part kind of, kind of funny and ironic in a, in a weird way, but it's, I think this move is ahead of what's coming. You know, I think we're, we're very close to it just being federally legal. To smoke marijuana to possess marijuana and I think this is just a precur um a leading up step to that so it'll be it'll be interesting uh, a bunch of a bunch of stoner cops walking around but
1: <laughs> yeah it, <laughs> i mean it, it, it will be. It,
0: but i i'm again like like you said i'm not i'm not anti marijuana if someone needs it you know i've got family that have their cards and they you know they use it responsibly as long as you do any and just like I'm not against drinking and just like I'm not against – as long as you're responsible and you can be an adult about it, you should be able to do whatever. You know, I'm not going – that that route is like saying, hey, let's legalize heroin, but I'm saying like, you know, <laughs> yeah. within reason.
1: Yeah, no, I, I agree. And and that's one thing. Uh, are they going to get to that point? You, you never know. I mean, they decriminalize mm-hmm. things out in and- – was it Oregon and Washington are, are they going to do yeah. that here? I don't, when I was in Washington last, they it looked like they were getting close to it. I'm going to be in Washington again in next month. And I, I can't wait to talk to the cops out there and say, what's, what's going on now because they're so different from the East coast, even New Jersey compared to the South. when you talk about the East is completely different, but when you go out to the West coast, it's a whole totally different monster.
0: Oh yeah, absolutely. And I've talked to so many people through the Instagram and and now this, the podcast, hearing the different perspectives and seeing how they're dealing with different, uh, different ways they're passing laws and everything. I have an episode of the podcast that never got uh, published where I spoke to a cop from Portland and we had spoken about, um, one of the things we talked about was the drug reform and the decriminalization. And she said it was right when it, right when it broke. And, uh, she was not sure how it was going to take. So I'd, I'd like to go back, listen to that again, and then talk to her again and be like, you know, how, how do we stand uh, two years later? Like what, what's going on? It's, I'm sure it's very interesting. I have a buddy worked with me in Florida. He went out to Washington state and I, I love to pick his brain and be like, how different is it? Um, I remember <laughs> hearing about Washington PBA or whoever their union was, was like, allowing access to their social media accounts and their and their cell phones and stuff like that as like a um uh transparency type thing like having complete access yeah and i was like uh no 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 i still get i still get some privacy that's yeah at that point i'd be like you know what you can take this gun and badge and i'll uh i'll go this way thanks i appreciate it
1: yeah i agree and and that's the thing it's how much you let every and this is one thing with us. I, I thought about before. Like you said, we should still we give up some rights. You give up some rights in law enforcement. You don't have that. And if you work for any company, you don't have complete freedom of speech. If your boss hears something that you don't like that you said politically or something, they can get rid of you. And sure. with us, I always said with the with the marijuana, medically medicinal marijuana, you're telling me that a cop couldn't go get that prescription but he can go get the prescription for Alperazolam for Xanax Mm -hmm. if he needs it. But how are you going to say you, you can't have this, especially once it becomes federally legal. If you work in a state that has that medical marijuana, how do you say, and I think that's where it's going to get real tricky. How are you going to say, no, you can't have this, even though your doctor said you need it. And that's going Mm -hmm. to be litigated and litigated and litigated. Like we don't have enough things going on in this country, but it's just going to be, and it's going to be highly polarized. I'm sure. I mean, is this oh, gonna, of course, fr- yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah fr- I, well, in this country we can polarize Starbucks cups. So, I mean, I'm sure, <laughs> you know, a, a big, uh, big issue like that is not, it's not going to go quietly. I know when uh, John Morgan was first pushing for uh, marijuana to become legal in Florida, I mean, that was such a contentious issue. The first time it hit the ballot, it lost. And that was like, oh my God, the biggest thing. And then he, Put enough money in the in the lobbyists' uh, pockets and it passed the second time. So it'll be interesting to see. Um, I feel like every day you wake up and and you know something new and unforeseen has happened again. And it's just like, okay, can we take a break for just a little bit? Let's let's be normal yeah. for just a little bit. <laughs> so uh, no. let's talk. Let's talk policing. Let's talk your career. Uh, how long were you a cop?
1: I was a cop for twelve years, and then I took okay. the early deferred retirement, so I won't get anything. I started doing classes around the country i wouldn't be able to do the amount i do now if i was still on the job i'm doing right now set 64 classes a year and i'm adding constantly so i'm on the road and i've only done yeah i've only done two in jersey so i'm i'm on the road constantly i'm everywhere from yeah alaska down to florida to arizona up to massachusetts doll yeah
0: that's That's great. That's good for you, man. That's, and, and I mean, I'm a, I'm a travel kind of guy and I've haven't traveled anywhere. So I just got wanderlust for everything. So to, <laughs> to be in that position, you know what I mean? It's just, it's pretty cool. Um, So when you were on the job, what I know you said you did, you hit the road, you were narcotics and you did canine. Um, what made what, what came first? Was it canine or was it narcotics?
1: I was in patrol first for two and a half years And then I got into the narcotics unit. No, I'm not related to anybody. Okay, That's probably the first thing I should discuss.
0: Right, right. No, you just got those top shelf knee pads, maybe?
1: (laughs) No, no, I don't have the knee pads either. (laughs) (laughs) That's the second thing I should address. Yeah, yeah. So I got in there, yeah, two and a half years. I spent almost seven years in the narcotics unit. And I was in there about three or four when I got the dog. And about a year in, I took over gang investigations. Anything to do with gangs, I handled. And the canine was amazing. My dog, Blade, actually, he's eight now. He had to retire with the legalization of weed because when he runs exterior sniff, he then would hit on legal substance. We asked beforehand, I said, hey, do we have to train him on this? Like, who, in all reality, who cares? If it's there in a large amount, we're most likely going to smell. They're like, no, no, attorney general guidelines. And my dog almost died about twice. He almost died the first time he got into cocaine that was stuck Mm -hmm. in an exterior vehicle sniff. I ran my dog around and and the Coke was underneath the exterior of the vehicle underneath and he ripped it out and snorted it. Mm. So long story short, he spent six days in the ICU. He then went on and uh, bloated. I don't know if you're familiar with canine bloats. When the stomach expands, it Mm -hmm. could twist. And that's also deadly. That happened a couple months later. And he's, he lived his, lived his, he's still alive now. He's laying on the ground oh, right yeah. here. He's fine. Yeah, he's still alive. <laughs> he, he almost died those two times. His esophagus is down to a third of what it should be by his stomach. So I have to spoon feed him soft food. Mm, so okay. it was mis- absolutely miserable. because I spent 20 something plus hours a day with this dog when I was in narcotics mm. with him. We were together constantly in the office, everywhere I went. I go home unless I went to the gym. I was with him, and when I was an absolute disaster, and six days of him in the ICU, I was, I was pretty upset. And then he almost dies yeah. again. It's you know we were. I had to rush him to the hospital each time. It's just, it's just very upsetting. It, it is what it is. Right. You know he's alive. Mm-hmm. I got lucky. You know fortunate. Yeah. And you would never know there's anything wrong. He worked his whole career. On top of that, I did. You know they narcotics. Then I went back to patrol the last couple of years before I went and took the early retirement and I was teaching and I teach, I was, I was going around instructing a decent amount. I mean, I was doing, Mm. we worked a four on four off. So I would go do what I had to do, come back, go do what I got to do, come back. So now it's, it's not as bad. It's sure. Sure. Now
0: you can kind of focus on the teaching. And you don't have to cram it all in your only days off. You can kind of do it at your own pace. Exactly. Exactly. That's good. That's good. What made you? So I, I know we made the jokes about not being related and no knee pads, um, but I, I understand. I've had I've had many partners who you know as soon as they were off probation, they made it to narcotics. They just had the they they had the drive. That's what they wanted to do. And when yeah. they got on their own, they got set free. What made you want to go that route?
1: Oh, I was, as clear as day, I, I just want to go plain clothes either into we had a what do they called not a street crimes unit they called it a something they had another name for it I don't even want to give it out over the air in case whatever they had a, it's not a bad name it's just a alpha alpha numerical number but I, I'm always very cautious with sure sure you never know who's or listening, listening or whatever yeah exactly exactly but they had their own because scanners or listening. whatever so they had like a street crimes type unit but didn't handle it was more like they dealt with the regular bureau And I wanted to either Mm -hmm. do that or narcotics. I just wanted to wear plain clothes and go out and arrest bad guys, arrest people for doing crimes. And I I just, I got into it, loved it. Focused on narcotics. Dennis was my partner for over a year prior to me going in there. So during that two and a half years, me and Dennis rode together. We got in a first chase. My first chase was with him years ago. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that was, I just like doing that kind of work. And in the last mm-hmm. uh, last couple of years now, in New Jersey, it's changed. You, they don't want you chasing yeah. a stolen car. It's, it's 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 the thing is for cops. Yeah, okay, all right, we won't do that. But I just feel like it it puts the the general public at risk. Where okay, you, if I pull up to your house and someone's breaking your car, and they start driving away, you're like, "That's my car. What am I supposed to do?" Oh, okay, give me the make, model, and plate if you can. Oh no, they just left. Yeah. Okay. I I can't chase it. That's absolutely ridiculous. And criminals are going to pick up on this if they haven't already. And you're just going to keep going with it. Oh, I'm sure they already know. Oh, and this state, and it's not, I know this isn't the only state, but this is one of the ones Mm -hmm. where this is happening.
0: Yeah. So I, uh, I laugh a little bit because, you know, I got a lot of buddies in New Jersey. Um, a lot of, a lot of meme pages from New Jersey. And when, the AG guideline came out and said, you're not chasing stolen cars. And you, you you know, they were all up in arms about it. I'm like, huh, I've never chased a stolen car. You know, like it's kind of funny. It's funny on a couple of reasons because one, everyone sees Florida as the land of the free, right? Like we have all these freedoms. It's great. We got a great governor, great sheriffs. It's great. And you're right. But we've been handcuffed for so long. Now there are agencies out there in Florida that still chase, but there are plenty of them, probably more so, that don't when my agency that I was at for six years, we could only chase for forcible felonies. So anything violent, anything, you know, causing immediate or risking, uh, immediate public safety is what we could chase for. I was told one of my first field training officers, we don't chase for stolen cars because it's a property crime, which is the same thing that basically New Jersey is being told now. So I think it's just funny that everyone sees New Jersey as this very tightly, uh, contested liberal state that, you know, it's it's hug a thug and crime you know criminals Mm -hmm. are are our heroes but actually florida was like that first um so i find that (laughs) part kind of ironic and funny because most people don't look at florida that way that being said you're absolutely right how many issues how many violent crimes are committed in stolen cars right like if you have a drive-by shooting nine times out of ten it's a stolen car that's going to be going um and i've been in that situation where um, I, I show up to a lady is at the grocery store. She's loading car, uh, her groceries into the car. Some, some guy hops in the car with the keys in it takes off and same thing. It's like, okay, yeah, it's probably, probably down that way. But anyway, let me, let me finish this incident report. Cause that's all I can do. We'll, we'll, we'll hope he stops uh... eventually and we can get it. And it's very frustrating and it, it does. It makes our citizens more dangerous or I'm sorry, at, more at in danger because of all yeah. the different things that happen in stolen cars. And I believe that when you have a proactive outlook where you're like, no, we're going to we're gonna go after these stolen cars, um, it's actually a safer bet. Because if you can stop that stolen car, you can take that vehicle literally away from the, the bad guy. Maybe that stops him from doing that violent crime that they were going to do. I, I agree completely.
1: Yeah. A hundred percent. You hit the nail on the head. That's a point I would a hundred percent bring up. And just to add to that, on top of that, if you aren't used to chasing, all right, we got in chases, hey, they took off. You could go a good amount, right? You could sometimes farther than than others. But if you've never chased a car and you've been on 10 years and then you got that kidnapping vehicle or the guy who just committed murder, are you going to have the skills to drive 120, 130 miles per hour after that car on the highway? or 75 down the back roads like you would have if you were used to driving. I don't Mm -hmm. know where you went to the academy where I went. We did EVOC training, I think they called it, in a parking lot. Mm -hmm. We didn't go around a racetrack. Now, there are places in Jersey that do that, and they get proper training to chase a car. But even if you get that proper training, 10, 15 years later, when that day comes and you got someone that that shot or killed a cop or Mm. or killed a a child or has a a child – held captive and you're chasing that car and you don't have that experience, but well, these are the things, you know, they don't, the politicians don't care. They, the politicians yeah, that's a, do not care.
0: No, that's a, that's a really good point that I think a lot of people probably didn't take into account, you know, thinking that it is driving fast is a deteriorating skill. If you don't, you know, and not only driving fast, but driving defensively and offensively at the same time, because you don't know what yep. he's going to do. You don't know what other traffic's going to do. Um, So if you don't practice it regularly or if you aren't exposed to it regularly, it doesn't matter if you get in the academy or not, you're going to lose it probably six months out. So that's a great point. I've been, I've officially, am I allowed to say this now? I don't know. Officially, (laughs) I was in one chase. Unofficially, I was in like three or four. Um, But but it's, it was so spread out that, you know, you, my first chase, we had a, a rash of, break-ins and it was so we had two we had one where the guy was breaking into um all the restaurants when they closed up and was stealing their cash registers stealing tip jars stealing all the, the easy money to grab we caught him no issues with that then we had a copycat once after we caught him uh going to sunglass stores sunglasses stores and they were stealing all the sunglasses off the the racks and selling them you know on the street So we were, we were all sick of it. My squad, my whole County was sick of it because they were hitting everybody. They finally find this car. Uh, They were trying to break into a restaurant. They were starting to steal the other guy's mojo and uh, the County lost him. So my, my city backed up to sheriff's office jurisdiction. They lost him in a back on the back streets. They were blacked out looking for him. So as I'm just driving in the area, To like, you know, maybe he'll pop out. Sure enough, pops out right in front of me. And I was like, I got him. And I was a rookie cop. I had probably three months by myself. And I see this truck. I was like, you know, let me me follow this guy. I hit my lights. And this guy did not see me when he drove by. But he saw my lights. And I remember seeing it. It was like 3 o'clock in the morning. He hits the brakes. So far, he fishtails. He is now perpendicular to the road. And I'm like it's that easy. But then he, I, again, I'm rookie cop. I don't know what I'm doing. I never (laughs) experienced this. And he writes the ship and he goes. So now I'm on the radio and I'm calling him out. Oh, he's going left on North street. He's going this on white. And, but because I never said my unit identifier, my, my agency never called me off. So I just did the whole thing. He ended up crashing out. And, uh, uh, we caught one of the guys. We didn't catch the second guy. So same idea though. My next crash was, you know, so much later in my, down my way, you know what I mean? So when I was in a, a true uh chase, it was I wasn't ready for it. You know what I mean? Like it was
1: yeah.
0: it takes such a different thing. So the fact that you brought that up was so true.
1: Yeah, and it's you said being ready for it. even we I'd say half my chases, I wasn't driving. We partner up at night. Mm. So we partner up at a certain time, or if you come on the midnight, you're already partnered up right away. So there's times, but even just having that radio communications and being used to going 130 miles an hour, 120 mm-hmm. or whatever, it's just you know to have that, like you said, it, that that time in between, it's it's no good. And when, yeah. how do you replicate that? You really
0: can right, you replicate yeah, it no, on, just you know, like.
1: It's, I remember
0: I had a train an FTO who said like, well, I can't get you in a shooting this week. I can't get you this, but I got to stress you out one way. That's okay. But you're never going to get this, that type of stress and that, that focus that comes with chasing after a car, chasing after somebody like you can't replicate that. That's a hard uh, way of getting your blood going a certain way. It's, it's totally different when you're focusing on again, that car and all the other cars around you, plus communicating to your buddy. Like it's, yeah. That's definitely a, a very tough skill. So you you went to you went to plain clothes, and you did uh, long term investigations uh, for narcotics, right? You didn't do like jump out stuff. You did like like the the long term stuff.
1: We would do both. Okay, we would do both. We would do we would act as a street crimes. So like I said, the other unit was more towards the the bureau, whatever they needed, the regular detective bureau. So we would we would do both. We would do okay. almost like a street crimes type. We worked informants mostly. We could do UCs. I did one UC for drugs and then the other ones were like prostitution uh-huh. and things Yeah. Like okay. That. I wasn't Johnny Depp deep undercover, you know? What I mean? <laughs>
0: right, right. No, I, I, uh, my, my narcotics unit was very similar to that where we would kind of do, we, I call this the junk drawer. We would, we would do a whole bunch of little everything. Oh, um, right. but the bread and butter was the, the, kind of longer term investigations into dope houses and, and kind yep. of drug in, uh, organizations and stuff like that. A lot of fun. Um, I bring this up a couple times in, in previous episodes, Have you ever seen the wire, uh, up until actually running a wire. Uh, that was kind of what I did. Like we would do, we would, we would get a complaint and we would investigate the shit out of it, find all the ins and outs of it, trying to get rid of the problem completely. And it was a lot of fun. I, I had a lot of fun doing that.
1: Yeah, it was good, and that's mostly what we did was investigations. But in between, if no one had an informant working on anything or sitting down on something, we would we would do the same type of you know street crimes things. And then mm-hmm. on top of that, one thing. Luckily, I was very fortunate. I never got stuck on a wire. Except for mm-hmm. they're boring as shit. You know, right, do you think it's not as
0: exciting happening? as you would think. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Sitting on surveillance is boring enough. I mean, oh, you're right. doing, you're sitting there for like eight hours. and You're like, all right, where's, where's the bathroom at? I got to uh-huh. go. I haven't eaten. I've got like a granola bar. It's, it's not as exciting as everyone thinks it is.
0: No, not at all. And like you said, even when you go undercover, you're, for me, I did, I did a prostitution by once and it was terrible. And, uh, it was, yeah, it's not as glamorous as it looks in the movies. Not at all. Uh,
1: no actually the first one i did i went in and i was like hey uh you know whatever so she's like oh take your stuff off, will sit over here and i'm like "Fuck, i don't want to sit anywhere this is a seasoned <laughs> and she's yeah. like, i'm like uh all right i'm like yeah well you know you do this and so used a couple you know slangs for different sexual practices and she's mm-hmm. like you know what she's like you can you can go now officer and i'm like okay <laughs> I up and, I left. <laughs> and i went back and i went back to the back page or whatever the fuck it is i'm like no i can't get beat like this i, I feel like it's like getting in a car accident you uh-huh. get in a car accident you need to get right back behind the wheel or you might have issues with it so i went i went back on back page and i found a prostitute that had a warrant i was able to find out who she was too mm-hmm. so i'm like no matter what she's getting arrested uh-huh. so I, I went in i went in for that and then you know she had her warrant anyway and everything went fine the second time not that i i didn't do many of those it w- really wasn't my thing it was yeah. more like i said we worked in four more and once i had the dog it was interesting because i no longer had a narcotics car i had a unmarked explorer which everybody knows what's an once the explorers started getting more popular oh look at <laughs> this american-made suv sitting on my block
0: Right, right. Six out like a sore thumb. Absolutely. Yeah. I, um, just to, to wrap up the prostitute conversation, I'll have to do this later, but, um, I, so we did it in cars. So we just drive around the bad neighborhoods and pick up prostitutes and stuff. And it was so nerve wracking. Like it's just, it's, Oh my God. It's so terrible. It's I'll have to do a whole (laughs) prostitution episode. It's just so bad. It's bringing me back bad (laughs) memories. Um, but I never had, I always had, we would do those probably once a year. We would do a a roundup for prostitutes, which would lead to either informants or would lead to like, um, human trafficking, intel, stuff like that. Um, but (laughs) I always had bad times with it. I was the, I was the UC and then I was the takedown for a couple of them. And the prostitutes always wanted to fight me. I don't know why, but I got into so many (laughs) fights with prostitutes, uh, chasing them down the street. Um, I had one kick me in the stomach that I didn't realize till later, you know, like it it was bad. Um, So anyway, so you do all that. Is that where so as, as you mentioned, you're kind of you've been trained in facial recognition and nonverbal communication. Is that where you kind of picked up on that?
1: Well, when I was sitting there, we'd interview people afterwards. You know, you had a gun in a car, or you had drugs in a car, is more than one per- person. If it's if it's like a street crime situation, or even search warrants, and you start interviewing. And I just I felt like I'd been to interview courses, but I felt like there was more out there. So I started reading a lot of psychology books. Trying to, and I'm not a a reader for fun. I should say, like I don't read fiction books. If I'm gonna read mm-hmm. books, I'm gonna learn something. So I'm sure. reading, and I'm like. I'm reading, like, okay, trying to figure out why people do what they do say what they say. One of the books I read talked about these microfacial expressions. And this doctor would came up with them, and I'm like, man, i got, I got to find this training. And I couldn't find it anywhere for cops. And I'm like, well, well, that's weird. This has been around for decades. And then I found training over in Europe very expensive. So I'm like, nah, no, no, no. I'm going to just order books and go that route. And I'm like, the books only take you so far, right? So right, then I was sure. like, you know what? Screw it! I went over to Europe, and not only did I get training, I got licensed to bring things back, and I can train. And then I got, yeah, I got certified with the Body Language Institute down in Virginia, and I'm also a a mentor. They use the word mentor; it's very business like. Mentor for Joe Navarro's Body Language Program. Where I talk to people around the world that take his online program for six months, and they ask me questions, and we go over things.
0: Nice, nice. That's a that's yeah. a really good thing to to have under your belt. Um so I don't know really how much we can do through audio, but I'd really like to to play with it. I've always um I saw the show Lie to Me when before I was a cop. And okay. that that's based on uh what was his name? Paul Paul Ekman or Ekman. something.
1: Yep. Yeah Yeah.
0: And so it's based on him and um I, I've ever since then I've been like that's great and I took an interviews and interrogations advanced course and st- they started to tease about that stuff and then uh, like nonverbal communication and then it was a tease because that that same instructor his private company had a detecting deception type course. And it was, you know, you had to pay for it. So it was like a, it was like a teaser. So you mm. buy into his next course. Um, so I never got to take it. And no matter how many times I put in for it, I never got it. So what are some, what are some facial or nonverbal cues that people can, you know, if, if, if my favorite is guys that are working right now, listening to the show. And I have an instructor on such as yourself and they hear something. And they're like, all right, I'm going to go stop a guy and I'm going to use these tools right now. So what are some ideas or some things to look for? If you stop a guy right now, what are some good ones to look for?
1: If I'm talking to someone that I stopped and we're talking about facial expressions in particular, because we can, when I look at body language, I look at it in two ways, to assist in detecting deception and assist in detecting aggression to keep us safe. Now, the detecting deception, notice I say assist. I use the word assist because there's no A plus B equals C. There's no formula to exact deception. Everyone's different. We look at a baseline for people and we look for something's off and I'm gonna take note of it. I'm gonna ask more questions. So one thing I, I really like to pay attention to is lip disappearances. When the lip margins roll in, which is an element of an anger expression. So it come when the lips disappear, like you said, it's hard to do because we are mm-hmm. we don't have video. But if I see the lips disappear, it could be that the person when we talk about anger, I'm talking about frustrated, annoyed to being furious or enraged. If I see those lip margins roll in, when did that occur? Now it's going to happen to you if you're just a regular, if you're a patrol cop, just on a regular stop dealing with someone that's frustrated that they got stopped. But if I, if you're Hey, yeah, everything's fine. I'm bullshit smiling with you. And I go, Hey, where'd you come from right now? Oh, I, I came from Gam Gam's house. What? Uh, I came from Gam Gam's house, my grandmother. And you watch those lip margins roll in. Those lips disappear. Okay. Now I'm going to ask more questions. Oh, well, where were you? Where are you going to? Oh, okay. You live over here now. And who's, who's over there? Oh, and then I'll wait a few minutes and I'll ask again, 10 minutes later, where'd you say you were coming from again? And then if I see those lips disappear again, now I need to know more about Gam Gam's house. Why mm-hmm. the fuck do you call her Gam Gam? Where does she live? What street number? What colors that house? I'm going to ask more questions because something's off there. And it could be, it's just a coincidence and they're frustrated. We're looking for groupings and clusters to happen. And we have to remember nothing's a hundred percent. They could be frustrated because they they're mad at themselves because they said something fucked up to Gam Gam, or maybe they were mean to their grandmother or they wish they had spent more time. And that's why it rolled in or they left grandma's house because they got into an argument and they're frustrated about that. And it doesn't have to do with the fact that they didn't come there and they're not lying. But there's what's known as a, a red flag, a hot spot, or a curiosity tickler. And there's a lot of things like just when we go over facial expressions where if someone tells me how happy they are and they flash fear or they told me, yeah, I was really disgusted by what happened and I start to see a smile. Things aren't making sense and that's a red flag and I have to ask more questions
0: gotcha. So it's very similar to you know when when I have on Brad Gilmore, when I have Kenny on, when I had Dennis on and we always talk about anomalies. We look for things that stand yeah. out. And yeah. it sounds like facial recognition is no different.
1: Yeah, the facial expressions, you know, there's seven universal that they found. And that's universal around the world. There's other ones that and there's even variants depending on where you live. But you're looking for, like you said an anomaly, something's off here. Why are you telling me how upset you are, and you're starting to smile? Or why are you telling me so happy you are in the inner corners of your eyebrows raise? The Inner corners of the eyebrows raise very often during sadness with the lip corners going down as well, which is the obvious frown. But how many people, when they're trying to pretend that they're sad about something, raise their inner corners of their eyelids? That's, an, that's not something we think of right away. You might try to fake cry, the lip corners come down, this pouty things stick the lip out. But there's certain – once you break down the elements in a face and you become very knowledgeable about it, you can pick up on things. And I obviously do the face classes, and I do the full body. we're paying attention to everything. I'm going to pay attention if someone grabs their neck. I'm going to pay attention if someone rubs their heel against their their calf. At what point that was – guess what? They could have had an itch. But I'm going to pay attention to what's being said. If I hit on a topic that where are you coming from right now when this happens or where are you going to – and someone goes, "Hey, is there anything illegal out here?" And someone turns their head to look at the other person that's with them. Well, maybe that's the guy right there. With some stuff, it's a possibility. Right, right, yeah.
0: Is it now? When you when you come across these things, these these different tells or, or uh, expressions, is that something that you will note in a in an incident report or an arrest report? Like when I asked him this, I saw this.
1: I have. I've written actually the word sclera in a report, and I have the sergeant go. What? What the fuck is this? And I go. Just leave it in there, sarge. Fine. And he goes. All right. Whatever. So the sclera being the whites of the eyes above the iris, I believe I wrote it in after one time I had asked somebody something. I seen the eyebrows go up and in. It's. It's. We're going years back now. And not everything we're gonna put in reports. The same way we can't detail everything that happens. There's things I'm like. If I said to someone, if you remember one of my reports where someone was licking their lips at specific times, we had a good job. It was actually me and Dennis years ago. And this is before I even got into the training. And I really detailed what was seen with the body reacting to what's Mm -hmm. being asked. Now, These things occur without people lying. We know that, but I'm paying attention to specific instances when it occurs and off a baseline. If I get someone whose lips are disappearing the whole time I'm talking to them, I'm not going to give it that much weight. They might just be frustrated they're talking to me. The same way if I got someone grabbing their neck. it's a very vulnerable part of the body. You get someone going to grab for the neck. When is that occurring? Did I bring up someone and they grab the neck? And then they do it two more times when that person gets brought up again? And again, it might not be if that person got shot, It might they might not be the shooter. They might know the person and have an issue with them or be mad at themselves for doing something to them or be uncomfortable thinking that you're not going to believe them.
0: It doesn't sound, while it sounds like there's an art to it or a science to it, it also isn't cut and dry where you really need to kind of take into account exactly what is going on.
1: No, you you have to take everything into context and baseline. I bring up context so much. If I'm talking to a woman, I ask them, do you have anything illegal on you? And they look down and pat their chest. Well, guess what? Maybe there's a good chance. You you want to take the crack pipe out now? Because that's one of those things you would see very often and say, hey, No. And the patting in the chest, well, you're letting me know it's right there. We're onto the pocket for a man or a woman. But if a woman does that and I said, hey, you know, do you, if I asked another question about how do you feel about going to, I don't know, a certain area in New Jersey, I'd love it. And they look down and pat their chest. Maybe they're being sincere, holding where the heart is. Everything has to be taken into context.
0: Sure, sure. And um, now, when you're when you're using that though as a way to build reasonable suspicion, or you're you're building your case as you're as you're pro, you know, uh, proceeding through your investigation, um, you said that you were doing that before you even took the class, before you started training into it. Um, how did that fly? Because I'm sure a lot of guys and girls that are listening, mm-hmm. they want to do these things, but obviously they, they probably haven't had your training yet. Did that get contested? Like what makes you an expert at that point?
1: No. So that's one thing I do get asked at what point you get reasonable suspicion. I would never base reasonable suspicion. Everything has to be taken in context. Like we just said, I would never say, well, I saw them grab their neck three times when I asked them where they're coming from. Would I write it in the report to build the totality of the circumstances in a great picture? Yes. However, we had a dog hit the time I'm talking about where I got really detailed. One of the first ones where I really got detailed with with body language in a report. There's a dog that was called out. We also had other reasonable suspicion suspicion to wait for the dog. It might have been different stories or whatever else had happened. However, nothing's, when we look at stuff, I'm not going to say that person's lying because of all their body language. I'm using that as a tool. The same way you would use a polygraph, full body language, facial expression, statement analysis, as a tool to make sure I ask the right questions. To get at the end of the day, what are we looking for? Verifiable facts and confessions. So if we see drugs in a car. We got that verifiable. I am seeing drugs. I'm seeing a trap. I'm um, you know you got Brad Gilmore. He sees a trap. He can say that's a trap. That's a verifiable fact. This area of the car should not be that low. I know this. Now, when you're asking the questions beforehand, I'm looking for the, the, what's the word i looking for? The mannerisms and the gestures and the behaviors that are going to assist me in my questioning.
0: Hmm. Yeah. So that that makes more sense. It makes like, it's it's a clue, but it's not it's not the whole story. You're not going you to say that this is going to be what does it. But it's like, okay, something is obviously off here, and this is how I know.
1: Exactly, and it, there's a, there's so many different cues. You go on nonverbal vocal changes, para-language when someone's change of pitch, tone, speed in the specific statement. And then on top of that, like I said, that's that's just the deception detection side. There's a whole bunch more when it comes to aggression. You you see my webinar, Beware the Body, mm-hmm. correct? So you yeah. you understand what I'm saying. That And that's just a few of the, what I like to call pin pulls, where something mm-hmm. is off. But when I say yeah. pin pull, I mean, if you hold a grenade, and I pull the pin out and I hold the safety lever. What happens? Nothing. Nothing. However, we're very close to having a problem. And now the pin could be put back in. However, if someone pulls a pin on a grenade, I'm not going to stand there still and hold the notepad. I'm going to prepare myself and say, whoa, I'm, put that notepad away. I'm on high guard. Why is this person performing a pants lift, blading or performing another type of movement?
0: Yeah, and that's what I was going to go into next was the aggression thing. Now, it's great when you're detecting deception because that's going to help you put those bad guys away. But, you know, we always talk about officer safety. That's obviously the most paramount thing out there is making sure everybody's safe. And if you're talking to somebody and you start noticing, uh, you start detecting aggression, that's probably more important you want to know when the attacks come and if an attack's coming you know sure. if uh if a dog shows his teeth you know he's not he's not smiling and saying cheese he's coming to bite so what are some and i i would hope that at this point in anyone's career they may have already known a lot of good tells on you know when when the attacks come and actually today i was throwing uh, scrolling through facebook and i saw you know what are some street smart things? It's just like on a reel or whatever it's called. Uh, and it was a thing that said, what are some street smart things that everyone should know? And th- one of them was um, preparing for a sucker punch. Basically mm-hmm. they were saying if uh, you know, if you're talking to someone, they get agitated and they look away for a second, there's a good chance that the sucker punch is coming. It's, I mean, they included the balling of the fist, but that's not always Apparent. I mean, that's a good sign yeah, that a punch yep. is coming. But so, what would uh, what would some other um, indicators of aggression be to be a, be on the lookout for?
1: Well, you brought up one of them that I like to hit on is the looking over the shoulder. Now, it could be looking down as well, but if you review video after video after video, a lot of times it's looking over the shoulder. Looking away. Now, if I'm standing in front of you, you look away. What am I going to think? Uh, just not doing anything. He's looking over somewhere else. He's not a threat right now, but he's already. Mm-hmm. Sort of, he or she is already locked in on their target very likely to come forward now when else do we have people look around over our shoulder look away before they're gonna run run. same thing with a pants lift you got someone lifting their pants up don't assume they're just gonna run away from you they could be adjusting themselves preparing to do battle you see that time and time again Mm -hmm. on top of that dropping the body lowering the body down to a charging or bull-like stance Hmm, that's a running stance that might be a problem if you show up to a domestic or or a parking lot you go to a domestic you go hey the doors open to this hotel motel or house hey police i'm here and you look in a foyer hallway and you see one dropping down like that hey what what are you doing in there no you better prepare yourself a good chance they're coming at you same thing in a parking lot and the reason you say okay well yeah that makes sense but when you can articulate it to yourself quicker I've seen this. You have the intuition. But you can say, no, something's fucked up here. Some, mm. He's looking over his shoulder. I saw the clenched fist, which like you said, and I bring that up in a book in classes as well. It's not 100% that someone's going to punch you in the face. You could have digital flexion when you're stressed or anxious or angry as well, but you're not going to punch the person. If you see that coupled with other movements, that enhances the chance that something is going to happen. Sure, you, sure. Maybe you take that step back. You prepare yourself. You get your hands up. You put your notepad away.
0: Mm -hmm. I think when you were saying that and you were talking about all the different things, you know, dropping the body, blading the stance, all those things, it's almost like baking a cake, right? Like if if you're at my house and I put out eggs, you don't know what's happening. But if I put out eggs, flour, milk, all these different things, you're going, oh, I guess we're baking a cake. Same thing with when you're detecting aggression. Yes, maybe clenching the fist. That might be a nervous habit. Okay, fine. But if he's clenching the fist, he's looking over his shoulder, dropping the body, playing this thing. Hey, we might be getting into a fight here, and I think that's all things that you need to be cognizant of. But I feel like even though we're cops and we're we interact with people on a daily basis, I feel like a lot of times we get our heads up our ass or in our notepad, and we're just like, okay, so what else happened? And all this stuff is happening around them, and I feel like that's how cops get ambushed or you know they get the sucker punch or whatever because they're they get too focused. We were talking earlier about. You know, running into the dope house or whatever it might be and, and operating yeah. in unsafe uh, situations mm-hmm. because maybe we're f- too focused on the one task at hand when we need to s- stop and look a little further back.
1: Yeah. And then and just think, like you said, running in, I remember running in sometimes like when you got trained by guys in the SWAT team where I worked, it was very methodical. And that's one thing when I had that sergeant come in that I brought up before about that. He went in on the first, he was like, Listen, I'm not going to change anything. He goes, I'm new. You guys know what you're doing. No issues. But we went in and he's like, Listen, you guys, what are you doing? Because we, we would just run through. There was no, it was like, ah, I'm running through and got to get the drugs. Like you said, if someone told you if, that certain amount, if they got enough where it really fucking matters, they're not going to be able to flush it, you know. And if you've right. seen Goodfellas, you've seen they got to cut the thing open, they got to start pouring mm-hmm. it down. That takes a minute, you know what I mean? Right, right.
0: Yeah, absolutely. It's um, it's all things to k- take into consideration. Um, so what made you decide to write the book?
1: What's the book called? Your book is called Beware the Body: Body Language and Aggression Detection for a Hostile World. I wrote the book. A a preliminary, I'm like, this is information that every cop should have and law enforcement should have. And I started writing it and writing it because I I, I'm working now on a book for detecting assisting in detecting deception. It's on deception. But I was like, this is this needs to get out first. This is more important. And when I started writing it, I was like, you know, this is also stuff with the way the world's going. Your average person that wants to take care of themselves and not be a victim could also use this. And then it's very, very geared towards law enforcement, the majority of the info there. And I keep on saying, if you're in law enforcement, if you're in law enforcement, where the civilian that reads it probably gets annoyed. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it is what it is. There's things in there that on top of the pimples, I bring up pre-attack, pre, pre, pre-flight indicators. There's also mm-hmm. things such as foreshadowing the body's way of letting you know what it wants to do before it does it. And then anti-victim mentality, not, sorry, not mentality, movements. They've done studies where they took convicts that were convicted of violent crimes against strangers, people they didn't know, and they videoed a city street that was a high crime area and just people walking. And they brought in, I think it was choreographers or or some type of people to uh, calibrate and kind of quantify the way the person was moving. And then they had the, the convict say, hey, who would you attack here? Who would you attack? And they they did a scale, and they found overwhelmingly there's certain ways people walk that make them more likely to be a victim. Whether you walk, there's some people if you've ever seen they walk with their left hand, left arm going forward with their left uh, their left leg, which is different from the majority of people. Mm-hmm. And when you stand out, you catch a predator's eye. The same way the wolf or the or another predatory animal is going to see a buffalo or another prey animal. They're going to be like, well, they're not going to go for the one that's walking with everybody else. They're going to find one that's walking a little messed up, a little, and I, I'm not trying to, you know, listen, people have limps and things like that. It is sure, it is sure. what it is. I'm not, please don't take this the wrong way, but there's certain things the way people wobble and it's the best we can. As we get older or mm-hmm. we have injuries and things like that, we're not going to be able to all walk straight up, but we, on top of that, we're we looking around when we're walking around. Are we carrying 10 things that we need to return not keeping our hands free so we can fight Mm -hmm. if we need to we look like we should be attacked if i'm a predator oh there's someone that's not paying attention they got 10 stacks of of bags they're going to return at the store and they're moving back and forth
0: Right, yeah, and it it comes down to situational awareness too. Mm-hmm. I feel like you know nowadays society, everyone's got their phone out. They're always, and I I catch myself too when I'm running to the grocery store, and I kind of dip down into like in condition green, like I'm kind of a little, not not as uh as heightened of, of alert. And you know, I'll be dicking around on my phone or whatever, and I realize like you know this, if I was a predator, I'd be the one that. I'd go after because I'm not, I'm I'm suspecting, you know what I mean? Like, and, and my hands are taking care, uh, taking, doing things. So it's, it's important to keep that in mind. Uh, you see it all too often in these videos where people get attacked or people get jumped or whatever, and they never saw it coming because there, there is no situational awareness. And I think not only that you can talking about the things you're seeing, like you can, if you stand out, the negative actor will stand out just as well. You can see, hey, who's walking around, going to the store like everybody else, and who's the guy kind of lurking, looking at me? You know what I mean? You can, you can eye that also.
1: Yeah, uh, and that's the thing. Why is this person pacing? I bring that up in the book as well. I don't need to bring that up to law enforcement as a whole, I and mean, there's four different types of pacing that I go over, but two of the ones that I'm concerned with is erratic pacing and dominant pacing you got someone walking around like in a deliberate stride with clenched fish, the digital flexion at the same time in a parking lot. Maybe they're high on a drug and they want to fight. Maybe they're mad at someone else and they're looking to take their aggression out on somebody. Who knows? Maybe that's something I want to pay attention to on top of an erratic just walking around without any specific direction. If I've mm-hmm. got that in a parking lot, I'm pulling out. I know most states, you got to pump your own gas. Jersey is the last state in the country. We don't pump our own gas. We're not allowed. We're not trusted to do such things by the, the king of, of New Jersey.
0: Right. Can't allow right. that.
1: You know, that, that would be dangerous if we pumped our own sure. gas. <laughs> who, who knows what would happen? <laughs> but yeah, you know, you go out to a gas station, you get out at night, and you're going, well, why are you just looking down at your car? Or, like you said, the cell phone. Look, or even the day. People commit crimes during the day, and it seems to be becoming more and more popular because. Yeah, yeah it's just the way things are going right now
0: right right you know yeah for sure um you start seeing what is standing out and that's something that you know law enforcement do and um talking about the pacing thing it made me think of like different disturbances i went on or different investigations and you get the one guy who would show up on scene everybody sit down stop moving what are you doing Then you got the the guy who kind of been around a minute and go, no, this guy's just walking around. He's not running. He's nervous. He's, he's not happy that he's involved in the police, but he's not aggressive either. He's just trying to calm himself. And that's one of the things where you start noticing as you start paying attention to people, um, you start noticing what is, you know, I could tell, uh, my buddy actually sent me a body camera video the other day of a guy taking off on him running and I saw, I saw it, you know, I could see the guy standing there and he does a very, I mean, instant look over his shoulder and he's gone. And I could just see by how he was standing the whole time. I was like, ah, there he goes. Like, you know, it's something you learn through time and why not, you know, why wait to learn? Like if you can have webinars, if you can have books, if you can have trainings, kind of teach you these things, why, why would you not take that? That's how I always saw it.
1: Yeah, no, I agree. And that's one of the things I'm not shitting on any academies here where I went, I had some real good instructors at defensive tactics and things. But The issue was we only had one full time mm-hmm. and that's, you look at it and you say, what do you mean you had only one full time, one full time, certainly the other ones were not on the road doing police work and doing whatever else they have to do in life. They would come in and share their knowledge. And you also had the right. other instructors that would do courses, but there was such a what's the word I'm looking for, an emphasis when I was in on community policing. Yeah. Community policing, community policing. Okay, well, if you don't know how to talk to people and be a decent human being to begin with, maybe you shouldn't have taken this fucking job to begin with, right? And that's something that I just, you know, or you want to spend a couple of days practicing writing tickets. Those are the things you can learn on the job. I want yeah. to learn how to keep myself safe. And there were some good tactical instructors that came in from different areas. But like I said, it was, all right, we're going to give two days of this or three days of that. Interdiction? I didn't know what interdiction was until I was on the job, probably a few months, and I was taking as many courses as I could. If they wouldn't send me to a course, I don't care. I would take a day off. When I was off, I'd pay myself. I went to a bunch of... I went to classes with, with Dennis Benino and me would go. We'd pay ourselves on our own time, and we would just go. And we'd learn things. I remember the first one I went though, before I ever partnered up with them. I go interdiction. I go, I remember sitting through the class thinking, does anybody else know about this stuff? Because <laughs> it wasn't a big thing. It was never used that terminology interdiction. Right.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: And I'm like, wow, this is, this is crazy stuff. And they're just breaking things down. And I'm like, wow, this is a whole new world for me. And it's, those are the things that's like you said, why wait until you stumble upon it on the job?
0: Mm-hmm. There are courses
1: out there to, plenty of courses to take sure
0: and what i always go back to is you know a lot of cops strive to be proactive you know they, they they go into this job to arrest people but we can use that term proactivity and apply it to literally every different aspect of the job be proactive with the job itself you know don't wait until you're you stumble upon it until whatever if, if it exists go seek it And, and I can use that in a bunch of different avenues with the, with the profession as well, but that's how I feel. That's how I always felt. Like I, I went to a report writing class when I was still pretty new, but I never had an issue report writing. And my sergeant at the time thought I was doing it just to get out of work. And I said, no, I said, I'm far from an expert. I don't know everything. I want to get better. If there's a class out there that can refine my skills, why would I not take it? You know, I'm, I'm of the mindset that until you are the master, you can always learn something. And really, when are you a master? So, And that's how I feel about all of this. That's why I took investigations. That's why I took different things. And and body language is, is no different. If anybody listening wants to get a copy of your book, where can they find
1: it? You go on Amazon. Right now it's available on Kindle and in paperback. You can order the paperback. I am still waiting for the final approval of the audio version. I've had a lot of people hit me up for audio vision versions. I actually just got an audio books myself a few months ago and I fucking love them because I drive a lot. I travel a lot. I'll put that thing on and and it just, you know, I'm starting to, I still use paperback and hard copy because hard copies to me are phenomenal to let it absorb more. But if I'm Mm -hmm, in a car, I mean, I'm taking so much. Yeah. That should be available in about a week I'm thinking they told me ten. Yeah, probably in about a week. Well, okay, by the so time this varies, it should be. I was
0: gonna say it should be up and good. Uh, yeah, is that it'll gonna be, be through Audible or through somewhere else.
1: Through Audible, yeah, it'll okay. be through Audible okay. and possibly somewhere else as well. I don't know where else they're putting it on at.
0: Okay, well we'll find out. We'll tag that on at the end. And um, classes, you said you've got you've got nothing but classes up in your life now. So where can people go see you go take your classes?
1: All right. So if you go on StreetCop.com. And you go under the tab for unmasking hidden facial expressions. There's a list and body language for law enforcement. This will be coming out in May, correct? May. Yes. Uh, Middle of May. Middle of May. Well, towards the middle of May, I'll be in Washington State. There'll be Massachusetts, North Carolina, uh, Houston, Texas, Idaho, Colorado, Alaska, Kansas, Nebraska, Pennsylvania, Virginia, uh, Texas, again, by Corpus Christi, Wisconsin, North Dakota, Austin, Texas, san antonio texas fort Worth, texas and oklahoma city and i'm working Jeez, on some all, other ones all over
0: the midwest i see that's good yeah, yeah yeah all over texas great hey uh and i know i've got some some uh, very big supporters and listeners down in texas so uh everyone's been asking about street Cop. street cops going all over so uh this is your chance definitely go check it out go to street street get involved in these classes uh sean this was great i learned a lot um you know, there's stuff, the free webinars too. If you guys are on the street cop pages, you can definitely do it. If they want to reach out to you on social media, how do they go find you?
1: They can find me on Instagram at Sean Grogan body language. They can also find me. I have Sean Grogan's body language, Facebook group. And if you ever need, you can email me as well. Sean Grogan at streetcop.com. That's S E A N the proper way to spell it. No (laughs) offense to you S H A W N's or A U N's, but S E A N G R O G A N at streetcop.com. I get a good amount of Facebook and Instagram messages and things like that. of questions, please don't hesitate. Hesitate. I love dealing with cops from throughout the country.
0: Absolutely. And this, like I said, this stuff is great for solving cases, for getting into um, cases to go forward. But most importantly to me, uh, detecting that aggression is so important because we got to go home. We got to be safe. So thank you so much, Sean. This is absolutely amazing.
1: Thank you for having me. I appreciate it.
0: Absolutely. Everyone stay tuned. We will be right back. Once again, thank you to Sean Grogan for an amazing episode. Learned a lot. Had a good laugh. Time or two. Uh, If you guys are able to, go check out his training. And uh, definitely check out his book. Since recording the episode, I checked out. I have Audible now. That's my new thing. And uh, Sean Grogan's book is there. I have it in my wish list. And I will be uh, buying and going from there. So, Uh, That concludes the episode today, folks. As you all know, it has been Police Week this past week, or you should know. And um, if you were in Washington over the past weekend, they read out the names of all the officers that were uh, died in the line of duty. If you were not there, like myself, I didn't get a chance to make it up. My goal for 2023 is to be there and to hopefully have a table in Tent City. My idea is I've, this is a brand new thing. I haven't talked to any of them is to get a bunch of the meme pages together and we'll uh, all go in on a table in 10 city and we'll do a meme page, a meme Lord merch store in 10 city. If you think it's a good idea, hit me up right now and tell me because I, uh, I, I need to start building momentum. But anyway, uh, if you weren't there, I, uh, like myself, you didn't get a chance to hear all. 617 names uh, read at the uh, the Candlelight Vigil. So I'm going to do that for the end of the episode. I ask you to please listen to the entirety of it. Each of these individuals gave the ultimate sacrifice for our communities, for our country. And um, it's only right that you hear all their names read. Just so everyone knows, just so I can kind of share this information with you. 617 total line of duty deaths this is by odmp.org of those i'm going to do a breakdown 1100 i'm sorry 11 were 9-11 related illness six assaults 24 automobile crashes 439 covid-19 three drowned three duty related illnesses one fall 62 by gunfire two by gunfire inadvertent 22 heart attacks three motorcycle crashes four stabbed, 14 struck by vehicle, one training accident, three vehicle pursuits, 17 vehicular assaults, and two weather or natural disasters. That doesn't count suicides. Um, and I'm sure there's more because I know for some agencies, COVID was underreported. So that's the number. And uh, now do me a solid, guys. We are going to read. We, I am going to read all 617 names. And since this is going to be the end of the episode, guys, check us out next week. I will have the Iceman on from the Motor Cop Chronicles. All right, here we go. Sergeant Gordon William Best, North Myrtle Beach Department of Public Safety, South Carolina. Deputy Sheriff James Robert Gardner, Bradley County Sheriff's Office, Arkansas. Sergeant Daniel Marcus Mobley. DeKalb County Police Department, Georgia. Constable Cecil Nunley, Sequatchie County Constable's Office, Tennessee. Lieutenant Jeffrey Shannon Bain, DeKalb County Sheriff's Office, Alabama. Deputy Sheriff Nicholas Alexander Howell, Henry County Sheriff's Office, Georgia. Sergeant Randall Lewis Sims, Texas Department of Criminal Justice, Correctional Institutions Division, Texas. Special Deputy Marshal Havania Denise Holly, United States Department of Justice, U.S. Marshal Service, United States. Deputy Sheriff Jonathan David Prince, Marion County Sheriff's Office, South Carolina. Police Officer James Robert Hughes, Kalispell Tribal Police Department. Sorry, I don't know what that means. Police Officer Brian David Sicknick, U.S. Capitol Police. Sergeant David George Crumpler, Henry County Police Department, Georgia. First Sergeant Timothy Lee Howell, North Carolina Highway Patrol. Lieutenant William Lyle Gardner, Denver City Police Department, Texas. Conservation Officer Steven Reinhard, Iowa Department of Natural Resources. Police Officer Reginald Cooley, New York City Police Department. Sergeant Peter C. Woods, New York City Police Department. Police Officer Arturo Villegas Sr., Alamo Police Department, Georgia. Police Officer Lyndon Tyler Britt, Chandler Police Department, Arizona. Sergeant Brian Roy Levine, Hillsborough County Sheriff's Office, Florida. Agent Luis Angel Marrero Diaz, Puerto Rico Police Department. Agent Luis Xavier Salomon Condi, Carolina Municipal Police Department, Puerto Rico. Agent Elizar Hernandez Cartagena, Carolina Municipal Police Department, Puerto Rico. Detective Camarino Santiago, El Paso Police Department, Texas. Police Officer Melton Levi Fox Gore, Horry County Police Department, South Carolina. Sergeant Frederick Henry Butch Cameron Jr., Fairfax County Sheriff's Office, Virginia. Sergeant Amelia Teresa Terry Martinez, Los Angeles Police Department, California. Detective Sergeant Steven Disfaces, Norton Police Department, Massachusetts. Police Officer Hector Moya, Nork Police Department, New Jersey. Chief of Police Tony Monroe Jordan, Middleburg Borough Police Department, Pennsylvania. Investigator Richard Anthony Sapolio, Sr., Harris County District Attorney's Office, Texas. Police Officer Joseph Henry Montgomery, Arizona University Police Department, Arizona. Corporal Christine Lynn Peters, Greenbelt Police Department, Maryland. Constable Sherry K. Langford, Henderson County Constable's Office, Prince St. 1, Texas. Senior Corrections Officer Edward Chavez Jammeron, New Jersey Department of Corrections, New Jersey. Lieutenant Trevor T. Preston, Texas Department of Criminal Justice Correctional Institutions Division. Corrections Officer 4, Alfred Jimenez Jr., Texas Department of Criminal Justice mm-hmm. Crimin- uh, Correctional Institutions Division. Corporal Juvecio Gar- Garcia Jr., Rio Grande City Consolidated Independent School District Police Department. Texas. Police Department Jerry Stephen Hemphill, Lanier Technical College Police Department, Georgia. Sergeant Edward John Marcusella, Jr., Colleton County Sheriff's Office, South Carolina. Lieutenant John Edward Rain Reynolds, Garden Grove Police Department, in California. Corrections Officer Joseph Andrew Martini, Ulster County Sheriff's Office, New York. Deputy Sheriff Adam Samuel Gibson, Sacramento County Sheriff's Office, California. Corrections De- Deputy 2, Ralph Edward Serrano, San Diego County Probations Department, California. Court Bailiff Jer- Gerald Bear Smith, Parvumph Justice Court, Nevada. Police Officer Brandon Michael Stalker, Toledo Police Department, Ohio. Warrens Officer Toby J. Kaiser, Knoxville Sheriff's Office, Tennessee. Deputy Sheriff Jacinto R. Navarro, Jr., Palm Beach County Sheriff's Office, Florida. Officer Brian Don Shields, United, United States Department of Homeland Security, Customs and Border Protection Office of Field Operations, United States. Lieutenant Robert John Van Zale, Suffolk County Police Department, New York. Lieutenant Frank Arnold, California Department of Developmental Services, Office of Protective Services. Detective Brian K. McAdams, Sr., Newark Police Department, New Jersey. Special Agent Wayne Douglas Snyder, Georgia Department of Corrections, Georgia. Lieutenant... Juan Rafael Rivera Padua, Puerto Rico Police Department. Special Deputy Marshal Craig Allen Kreiner, United States Department of Justice, United States Marshal Service. Captain Michael D'Angelo Gar- Garrigan, Gordon County Sheriff's Office, Georgia. Sergeant Charles F. Dotson, Baton Rouge Police Department, Louisiana. Lieutenant Hacien El Amin. Arkansas State Hospital Department of Public Safety. Police Officer Philip Taklas Sudario, Los Angeles Police Department, California. Deputy Sheriff 2, Frank Gonzalez Holguin, Tulare Tulare, County Sheriff's Office, California. Auxiliary Sergeant Luis Michael Livetino, Jacksonville Sheriff's Office, Florida, Correctional Officer John Michael Bowe, Missouri Department of Corrections, Sergeant Patricia Ellen Guien, Los Angeles Police Department, California, Sergeant Tommy W. Cudd, Union County Sheriff's Office, South Carolina, Director of Field Operations Beverly Matthews Good, United States Department of Homeland Security, Customs and Border Protection, Office of Field Operations. Sergeant Jeffrey Robert Smith, Berry College, Police Department, Georgia. Lieutenant David Eason, Georgia Department of Corrections. Special Agent Robert Allen Mayer, Jr., United States Department of Homeland Security, Customs and Border Protection, Office of Professional Responsibility. Sergeant William Brodigam, New York City Police Department. Detention Officer Julio Cesar Martinez, Ellis County Sheriff's Office, Texas. Special Agent Jimmy John Daniels, United States Department of Justice, Federal Bureau of Investigations. Correctional Officer Juan L. Yanez, Miami-Dade County Department of Corrections and Rehabilitation, Florida. Sergeant Grace A. Bellamy, Georgia Department of Corrections. Lieutenant Michael Anthony Bout, Sr., Hancock County Sheriff's Office, Mississippi. Police Officer Joseph Anthony Cisneros, Jr., San Antonio Police Department, Texas. Special Agent Laura Ann Schwarzenberger, United States Department of Justice, Federal Bureau of Investigations. Special Agent Daniel L., or I, I'm sorry, Alfin, United States Department of Justice, Federal Bureau of Investigations. Detention Officer Robert Perez, Harris County Sheriff's Office, Texas. Deputy Sheriff Jack Edward Gwins, Nassau County Sheriff's Office, Florida. Agent Juan Francisco Rosado Lopez, Puerto Rico Police Department. Patrolman Darian Ray Jarrett, New New Mexico State Police. Detective Charlie W. Mackey Sr., New York City Police Department. Correctional Lieutenant 3, Anthony Lynn Hardy, North Carolina Department of Public Safety, Division of, Al- I'm sorry, Division of Adult Correction and Juvenile Justice. Detective Pedro Jr. Pete Mejia, Pasadena Police Department, Texas. Officer Cesar Dangarnan Sibogna. United States Department of Homeland Security, Customs, and Border Protection, Office of Field Operations. Police Officer Terrence P. Conley, New York Police Department. Trooper Monty Ray Mitchell, Pennsylvania State Police. Special Deputy Marshal Vincent Andrew Gala, Jr., United States Department of Justice, United States Marshal Service. Deputy Sheriff Ross William Dixon, Cambria County Sheriff's Office, Pennsylvania. Officer Richard Larry Odom, Georgia Public Safety Training Center. Corrections Officer 4, Vicki V. James, Texas Department of Criminal Justice, Corrections Institutions Division. Investigator Eddie B. Hutchinson III, Walker County Criminal District Attorney's Office, Texas. Special Deputy Marshal Hugh Boyd Bennett, United States Department of Justice, United States Marshal Service. Chief of Police Timothy John Sheenan, California Bureau Police Department, Pennsylvania. That one took me for a loop. Deputy Sheriff Donald Raymond Gilbreth III, Hamilton County Sheriff's Office, Ohio. Police Officer Mitchell Aaron Penton, Dallas Police Department, Texas. Officer Officer Gennaro uh, Guerrero, Guerrero. Excuse me. United States Department of Homeland Security, Customs and Border Patrol, Office of Field Operations. Corrections Officer Four, Taiwo Carolyn Obelli. Texas Department of Criminal Justice. Correctional Institution Division, Major Esteban Stevie Ramirez III, Bell County Sheriff's Office, Deputy Constable Manuel Felipe De La Rosa, Hayes County Constables Office, Precinct Two, Sergeant Paul I'm sorry, Richard Paul Brown II, Fresno Police Department, California. Deputy Sheriff Michael James Magli, Pinellas County Sheriff's Office. Police Officer Horatio Sebastian Dominguez, Miccosukee Tribal Police Department. Lieutenant Eugene Lee Lasco, Indiana Department of Corrections. Natural Resource Officer Jason Scott Lagor, Ohio Department of Natural Resources, Division of State Parks and Watercraft. Parole Officer Troy K. Morin, Texas Department of Criminal Justice, Parole Division. Officer Carlos C. Mendoza, Department of Homeland Security, Customs and Border Protection, Office of Field Operations. Deputy Sheriff Thomas Joseph Albanese, Los Angeles County Sheriff's Department. Reserve Deputy Constable Martinez Melvin Mitchum. 2nd City Court of New Orleans Constable Office, Louisiana. Police Officer Dominic Jarrett Winnem, Stanley Police Department, Virginia. Captain Justin William Bedwell, Decatur County Sheriff's Office, Georgia. Police Officer 2, Jose Luis Anzora, Los Angeles Police Department, California. Police Officer Aaron Lawrence Tockley, Philadelphia Police Department. Pennsylvania Lieutenant Kenny Lynn Gibbons, Dyer County Sheriff's Office, Tennessee corrections officer three, Tracy Annette Adams, Texas department of criminal justice, correctional institutions, division captain John M pell felon Patterson police department, New Jersey officer Crispin San Juan San Jose, United States police. D- I'm sorry. United States Department of Homeland Security, Customs, and Border Protection, Office of Field Operations. Officer Jesse Peter Madsen, Tampa Police Department, Florida. Sergeant Barry Edwin Henderson, Polk County Sheriff's Office, Georgia. Deputy Sheriff Stanley Allen Burdick, Douglas County Sheriff's Office, Oregon. Police Officer Gary Stephen Hibbs. Hibbs, Chicago Heights Police Department, Illinois. Border Patrol Agent Alejandro Flores Benuelos, United States Department of Homeland Security, Customs and Border Protection, United States Border Patrol. Police Officer Kevin Andres Andres Valencia, Orlando Police Department, Florida. Sergeant Lashonda Owens, Northampton County Sheriff's Office, North Carolina. Police Officer Matthew Ryan North, Bernice Police Department, Oklahoma. Police Officer Eric Hudson Tally, Boulder Police Department, Colorado. Chief of Police Fred Allen Pasavets, Clinton Township Police Department, Michigan. Correctional Officer Robert Levi McFarlane, Ohio—I'm de- sorry, Iowa Department of Corrections. Corrections Employee Lorena Yanira—excuse Jan- 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 me Schultz. Iowa Department of Corrections, Senior Master Trooper Todd Anthony Hannikin, Illinois State Police, Corporal Kyle Jeffrey Davis, Washington County Sheriff's Office, Oklahoma, Trooper Joseph J. Gallagher, New York State Police, Sergeant Shane Troy Owens, Broward County Sheriff's Office. Police Officer Angel M. Santiago, New York City Police Department. Trooper Chad Michael Walker, Texas Department of Public Safety, Texas Highway Patrol. Reserve Deputy Sheriff James A. Driver, Monroe County Sheriff's Office, Indiana. Police Officer Andrew D. Stromfeld, New York City Police Department. Sergeant Thomas A. Bryan, New York City Police Department. Corrections Officer Luis Arturo Hernandez, Sr., Texas Department of Criminal Justice, Correctional Institution Division. Police Officer William Francis Evans, United States Capitol Police. Police Officer Hassan Falal Hassan, Louisville Metro Police Department, Kentucky. Lieutenant J. K. Kuski, Jr., Hometown Police Department, Illinois. Police Officer Brent Nelson Hall, Newton Grove Police Department, North Carolina. Deputy Sheriff Joseph Brandon Gore, Brunswick County Sheriff's Office, North Carolina. Deputy Sheriff Christopher Wilson-Knight, Bibb County Sheriff's Office, Georgia. Sergeant James Kyle Smith, Iowa State Patrol. Corrections Deputy Willie Lois Dorch, Shelby County Sheriff's Office, Tennessee. Deputy Sheriff Thomas Patrick Barnes, Jefferson Davis County Sheriff's Department, Mississippi. Deputy Sheriff Carlos Antonio Hernandez, Palm Beach County Sheriff's Office, Florida. Border Patrol Agent Christopher Shane Simpkins, United States Department of Homeland Security, Customs and Border Patrol, United States Border Patrol. Detective Harry O. D'Onofrio, New York City Police Department. Sergeant Anthony Ray White, Los Angeles Police Department, California. Detention Deputy Mark Edward Anderson, Almstead County Sheriff's Office, Minnesota. Corrections Officer Jimmy Garcia, Texas Department of Criminal Justice, Correctional Institute, Institutions Division. Police Officer David Duane Party, Lexington Police Department, North Carolina. Police Officer Armando Chaz Mendoza, Clayton County Police Department, Georgia. Deputy Sheriff Terry Dyer. Madison County Sheriff's Office, Tennessee. Deputy Sheriff Alexander David Quads, Harris County Sheriff's Office, Texas. Correctional Officer Alexei Vladimir Aguilar. Miami-Dade County Department of Corrections and Rehabilitation, Florida. Lead Special Officer Keith A. Mills, United States Department of Treasury, United States Secret, Secret Service Special Services Division. Correctional Officer David Lynn Crabom, Wisconsin Department of Corrections. Lieutenant Adam Dale Winsnet, Florida Division of Alcoholic Beverages and Tobacco. Detective Anastasio Stikakos. I apologize about that name, my mispronunciation. New York City Police Department. Corporal Keith Andrew He-co- Hecook, Del Delmar Police Department, Delaware. Sergeant Michael Patrick Cassidy, New Bedford Police Department, Massachusetts. Sergeant Christopher David Ward, Watuga County Sheriff's Office, North Carolina. Deputy Sheriff Logan Shane Fox. Watuga County Sheriff's Office, North Carolina. Police Officer Michael Roderick Mundy, New York City Police Department. Police Officer Christopher Allen Farrar, Chandler Police Department, Arizona. Detention Services Officer Michael Wall, Los Angeles County Probation Department, California. Police Officer Alan S. Giacetti, Cook County Sheriff's Police Department, Illinois. Correctional Officer David Joseph Jean-Baptiste, Miami-Dade County Department of Corrections and Rehabilitation, Florida. Patrol Officer David Allen Marshall, Texas Christian University Police Department, Texas. Sergeant John Richard Burright, Oregon State Police, Oregon. Border Patrol Agent Freddie Vasquez, United States Department of Homeland Security, Customs and Border Protection, United States Border Patrol. Detective Luca Pietro Benedetti, San Luis Obispo, Police Department, California. Deputy Sheriff Samuel Alexander Leonard, Concho County Sheriff's Office, Texas. Sergeant Stephen George Jones, Concho County Sheriff's Office, Texas. Police Officer Jimmy Art Inn, Stockton Police Department, California. Deputy Sheriff James Allen Herrera. Denver Sheriff's Department, Colorado. Lieutenant Adam Gustafson, West Fargo Police Department, North Dakota. Superintendent Scott Damian Slip Mahoney, Delaware County Bureau of Park Police and Fire Safety, Pennsylvania. Police Officer Christopher Neil Oberheim, Champaign Police Department, Illinois. Police Officer Jeremy Allen Britton, Nogales, Police Department, Arizona. Corporal Thomas Wade Frazier, Artesia, Police Department, New Mexico. Police Officer Christopher Scott, Scotty Triplett, Memphis Police Department, Tennessee. Detective Stephen Christopher Arnold, Jefferson, Jefferson Parish, Sheriff's Office, Louisiana. Deputy Sheriff Wagner Lee Buzz Backett, Jr., Breckenridge County Sheriff's Office, Kentucky. Conservation Officer Sarah Ann Grell, Minnesota Department of Natural Resources Enforcement Division. Deputy Sheriff Daniel James Duke Trujillo, Denver Sheriff's Office, Colorado. Trooper John Martin Harris, Mississippi Department of Public Safety, Mississippi Highway Patrol. Border Patrol Agent Juan Manuel Uretia. United States Department of Homeland Security, Customs and Border Protection, United States Border Patrol. Detective Stanley Dash, New York City Police Department. Deputy Sheriff Dustin Kyle Speckles, Hayes County Sheriff's Office, Texas. Police Officer Gennaro Allen New, Phoenix Police Department, Arizona. Sergeant Dominic David Vaca, San Bernardino County Sheriff's Department, California. Sergeant Jose R. Rivera, Suffolk Police Department, Virginia. Sergeant Natalie Brill, New York City Police Department. Detective Ryan Park, San Diego Police Department, California. Detective Jamie Huntley Park, San Diego Police Department, California. Police Officer Emmanuel Familia, Worcester, Police Department, Massachusetts. Deputy Sheriff William Henry Smith Jr. Baldwin County Sheriff's Office, Alabama, Police Officer Charlie Lewis Banks, Jr. Deerwood Police Department, Minnesota, Police Officer Stephen L. Rodriguez, New York City Police Department. Sergeant Erasmo Garcia Garcia Torres, Puerto Rico Police Department. Sergeant Teresa Elizabeth Simon, Slidell Police Department, Louisiana. Police Officer Alexandra Brennan. Harris, Seattle Police Department, Washington. Sergeant Paul Keith Mooney, Texas Department of Public Safety, Texas Highway Patrol. Police Officer Joseph William Burson, Holly Springs Police Department, Georgia. Sergeant Thomas E. Sawyer, Hammond Police Department, Indiana. Correction Officer Gabriel Kyle Forrest, Washington State Department of Corrections, Washington. Sergeant Rick Entenmeyer, Fort Smith Police Department, Arkansas. Police Officer Louis Franklin Canty, Grand River Dam Authority Police Department, Oklahoma. Lieutenant Clinton Joseph Venschgra, Cornith Police Department, Texas. Police Officer Gordon David Beasley, Arvada Police Department, Colorado. Police Officer Jason Timothy Swanger, Las Vegas Metropolitan Police Department, Nevada. Nevada, Police Officer Kevin Dale Apple, Pea Ridge Police Department, Arkansas. Deputy Sheriff Anthony Joel Redondo, Imperial County Sheriff's Office, California. Lieutenant Gary Wayne Crump II, Georgetown Police Department, Kentucky. Lieutenant Leslie Lee Lentz, Missouri Department of Corrections. Detective John Alexander Cook, Hollywood Police Department. Florida police officer Clinton Adolphus Martin Alpharetta police department Georgia detective Gregory Joseph Ferenczi Terre Haute police department Indiana corporal Daryl Dwayne cross jr. Detroit police department Michigan captain Clay Morsel Germany Wichita police department Kansas Police Officer William Earl Collins Jr., Doylan, Police Department, Louisiana. Police Officer Stanley J. Casper, Yonkers Police Department, New York. Sergeant Joseph Blake Bartlett, Lubbock County Sheriff's Office, Texas. Detective Juan Alfonso John Delgado, Bay City Police Department, Texas. Officer Ruben Fascio, United States Department of Homeland Security, Customs and Border Protection, Office of Field Operations. Reserve Deputy Sheriff Tom Larry Hubler, Childress County Sheriff's Office, Texas. Sergeant Sonny Lee Orban Sr., Missouri Department of Corrections. Police Officer Ricky Neal Roberts, McLennan Community College Police Department, Texas. Deputy Sheriff Ray William McCrary Jr., Shelby County Sheriff's Office, Tennessee Home Confinement Officer Michael Andrew Silman Marion County Sheriff's Office, West Virginia Correctional Officer Robert Lewis Welch III Missouri Department of Corrections Police Officer J. Adam Ashworth St. George Police Department, Utah Bailiff Roy Thomas Overton Jr. Guadalupe County Constable's Office Precinct 4, Texas Sergeant Jeremy Robert Brown, Clark County Sheriff's Office, Washington, Deputy Sheriff Philip Jesse Campus, Kern County Sheriff's Office, California. Corrections Officer four, Daniel Joseph Georgi, Texas Department of Criminal Justice Correctional Institutions Division, Police Officer Marquise DeWan Moore, Selma Police Department, Alabama. Police Officer Ryan Andrew Blake, Red Lake Nation Police Department. Lieutenant Matthew D. Razukas, New Jersey State Police. Corporal Albert Rene Gomez, White Settlement Police Department, Texas. Deputy Sheriff Justice Justin Smith, Burt County Sheriff's Office, Nebraska. Lieutenant Gilbert Clayton McClure, Texarkana Police Department, Texas. Trooper Mackay David May, Nevada Department of Public Safety, Nevada Highway Patrol; Police Officer Jonathan M Gum, United States Department of Defense Joint Base lewis McCord Police Department; Police Officer Randy Games Guidry, Youngsville Police Department, Louisiana; Supervisor Supervisory Border Patrol Agent Daniel Paul Cox. United States Department of Homeland Security, Customs and Border Protection, United States Border Patrol. Police Officer, Louis Andrew Andy Trailer, Austin Police Department, Texas. Border Patrol Agent, Edgardo Augusta Feliciano, United States Department of Homeland Security, Customs and Border Protection, United States Border Patrol. Deputy Sheriff, Sean Christopher Waters, Harris County Sheriff's Office, Texas. Corrections Officer, Maurice Gerard Reese Jackson, robertsdale police department alabama sheriff lee d vance Hines county sheriff's office mississippi police officer scott russell dolly nelsonville police department ohio police officer george gonzalez united states department of defense pentagon force protection agency police officer brian russell pierce jr brooklyn police department illinois deputy sheriff james morgan baxter county sheriff's office arkansas Deputy First Class Craig Sejos, Orange County Sheriff's Office, Florida. Police Officer Brian Christopher Dawkins, Lake City Police Department, Georgia. Deputy Sheriff Brandon Alexander Shirley, Jackson v- Jefferson County Sheriff's Office, Kentucky. Police Officer Vladimir Nikolaev Maliv, Philadelphia Police Department, Pennsylvania. Police Officer Matthew Aaron Hefter, Phoenix Police Department, Arizona. Sergeant Clayton Sanders, Georgia Department of Corrections, Georgia. Police Officer Ella Grace French, Chicago Police Department, Illinois. Officer Jeremiah Wayne Hart, California Highway Patrol. Deputy Detention Officer Alicia Dawn Carter, Maricopa County Sheriff's Office, Arizona. Section Chief Ronald May. Ronald Mason Hunter Jr., United States Department of Homeland Security, Immigration and Customs Enforcement, Office of Enforcement and Removal Operations. Police Officer William Ray Schwartz, Tracy Police Department, California. Lieutenant Lonnie Hempstead, Lafayette County Sheriff's Office, Florida. Lieutenant Dennis Dale Sylvester Jr., Port Wentworth Police Department, Georgia. Reserve Sergeant Sergeant. John Richard Bullard, Jr., Independence Police Department, Missouri. Correctional Deputy Michael Andrew Nowak, Leon County Sheriff's Office, Florida. Captain Ramsey Odell Manon, Effingham County Sheriff's Office, Georgia. Corrections Officer Dennis Keith Bennett, Missouri Department of Corrections. Narcotics Agent Robert Dane Daffin, Jr., George County Sheriff's Office, Mississippi. Special Agent Gregory Cleveland-Holland, United States Department of Veteran Affairs, Police Services. Police Officer Juan Manuel Gomez-Lopez, Pelham Police Department, Alabama. Police Department Jennifer B. Sepot, Fort Lauderdale Police Department, Florida. Trooper Lazaro Roberto Febles, Florida Highway Patrol. Detective Shante Neal Baker, New York City Police Department. Sergeant Ryan Joseph Proxmere, Kalamazoo County Sheriff's Office, Michigan. Officer Robert Cray Kloninger, Mount Gilead, Police Department, North Carolina. Sergeant Stephen William Mazada, Lee County Sheriff's Office, Florida. Detective Ryan Orion Williamson, Pasco County Sheriff's Office, Florida. Police Officer Robert Allen Williams, West Palm Beach Police Department, Florida. Corrections Officer Michael Preston Taylor, Sumter County Sheriff's Office, Florida. Deputy Sheriff Dennis Wayne Dixon, Catawba County Sheriff's Office, North Carolina. Forensic Specialist 2, Hans Molina Terrazas, Nevada Department of Health and Human Services, Division of Public and Behavioral Safety, Stein Forensics Facility, Nevada. Border Patrol Agent Ricardo Zarate. United States Department of Homeland Security, Customs and Border Protection, United States Border Patrol. Police Officer Jason Robert Rayner, Daytona Beach Police Department, Florida. Officer Yokima Latreze Conyers, United States Department of Homeland Security, Customs and Border Protection, Office of Field Operations. Sergeant Joe Marin Olivares, Texas Department of Criminal Justice Correctional Institutions Division. Police Officer Edward Perez, Miami Beach Police Department, Florida. Deputy Sheriff Eric Otis Ritter, Moore County Sheriff's Office, North Carolina. Sergeant John Arthur Harris II, Tulsa County Sheriff's Office, Oklahoma. Sergeant Kuang Shang Johnny Wang, South Houston Police Department, Texas. Officer Monica June Riola, United States Department of Homeland Security, Customs and Border Protection, Office of Field Operations. Sergeant Francisco Jose Tobar. Palm Bay Police Department, Florida. Sergeant Patrick Wayne Madison, Coral Springs Police Department, Florida. Detective Rodney LaRon Davis Sr., Waycross Police Department, Georgia. Criminal Investigator 2, Nicholas Anderson Bootwell, Georgia Department of Corrections. Police Officer Sonny Clerge, New York City Police Department. Correctional Officer Daryl Scout, Scout Goodridge Jr., Washington State Department of Corrections. Deputy Sheriff Harry Marvin Buddy Hutchinson, Jr., Blunt County Sheriff's Office, Alabama. Deputy Sheriff Matthew S. Gibbs, San Diego County Sheriff's Department, California. Deputy Sheriff Jody Hull, Jr., St. John's County Sheriff's Office, Florida. Corrections Deputy Kevin Kokinis, Branch County Sheriff's Office, Michigan. Trooper James Joseph Monda, New York State Police. Detective Manuel Christopher Widener, Paris Police Department, Texas. Patrolman Matthew Adam Jimenez, Beeville Police Department, Texas. Reserve Police Officer David Edward Ruiz, Dallas Police Department, Texas. Sergeant Thomas. Infante, Sr., Harris County Constable's Office, Precinct 6, Texas. Deputy Sheriff Christopher Broadhead, Polk County Sheriff's Office, Florida. Deputy Sheriff Harry Robert Kaczynski, Jr., Brevard County Sheriff's Office, Florida. Officer Eric James Skelton, United States Department of Homeland Security, Customs and Border Protection, Office of Field Operations. Deputy Sheriff Roger Allen Mitchell, Sullivan County Sheriff's Office, Tennessee. Deputy First Class Douglas Lynn Clark, Manatee County Sheriff's Office, Florida. Deputy Sheriff Michael Riley Webb, Osceola County Sheriff's Office, Florida. Chief of Police Kenneth Ray Kirkland, Colquitt Police Department, Georgia. Captain Joseph Manning, Wayne County Sheriff's Office, Georgia. Deputy Sheriff Christopher J. Batchelor, Hall County Sheriff's Office, Georgia. Sergeant John Lee Trout, Sr., Bernice Police Department, Oklahoma. Corrections Deputy Lakeisha Lachey Tucker, Shelby County Sheriff's Office, Tennessee. Senior Police Officer Randolph Boyd, Jr., Austin Police Department, Texas. Sergeant Clay Eugene Garrison, Port of Galveston Police Department, Texas. Police Officer Brandon Wyatt Ard, Orange Beach Police Department, Alabama. Police Officer Harminder Singh Grewal, Galt Police Department, California. Deputy First Class Paul Luciano, Flagler County Sheriff's Office, Florida. Senior Federal Air Marshal Sean P. Hennessy, United States Department of Homeland Security, Transportation Security Administration, Federal Air Marshal Service. Senior Sergeant Steve Urias. Austin Police Department, Texas. Sergeant Christopher Ray Wilson, Texas Parks and, Ho- and Wildlife Department, Law Enforcement Division. Detective Anthony Stanley, Oyster Creek Police Department, Texas. Police Officer Michael Weiskopf, St. Petersburg Police Department, Florida. Corrections Officer James Nathaniel Henry, Hayes County Sheriff's Office, Texas. Correctional Officer Trainee Whitney Nicole Cloud, Florida Department of Corrections, Florida. Trooper Sean Christopher Hrick, Florida uh, Highway Patrol. Parole Officer Broderick Richard Day, Iowa 5th Judicial Circuit, Department of Correctional Services. Corporal Debra Simpson-Rosario, Philadelphia Police Department, Pennsylvania. Sergeant Jason Donaldson, Caldwell County Sheriff's Office, Texas. Patrolman Leslie Shane Green, Sheridan Police Department, Arkansas. Border Patrol Agent Chad Edward McBroom, United States Department of Homeland Security, Customs and Border Protection, United States Border Patrol. Deputy Sheriff Clint Robin Siegel, Clay County Sheriff's Office, Florida. Patrol Officer Edward, or sorry, Edgar Buddy Pales, Jr., Owasso Police Department, Oklahoma. Sergeant Eric Joseph Schur, Aurora Police Department, Colorado. Deportation Officer Miguel Angel Ortiz, United States Department of Homeland Security, Immigration and Customs Enforcement, Office of Enforcement and Removal Operations. Captain Michael Gere Stokes, Houston County Sheriff's Office, Georgia. Correctional Sergeant 3 Ladle Graham, North Carolina Department of Public Safety, Division of Adult Correction and Juvenile Justice, North Carolina. Public Safety Officer Dustin Michael Beasley, North Augusta Department of Public Safety, South Carolina. Deputy First Class William Nelson Diaz, Lee County Sheriff's Office, Florida. Police Officer Freddie Joe Castro, Overland Park Police Department, Kansas. Police Officer Trey Copley, Cotton Valley Police Department, Louisiana. Deputy Sheriff Carlos David Ortiz, Colorado County Sheriff's Office, Texas. Laundry Manager 3, Lakeisha Monique Brantley, Texas Department of Criminal Justice, Correctional Institutions Division. Lieutenant Robert Lois Travelstead, Sonoma County Sheriff's Office, California. Sergeant Eugene, I'm sorry, Daniel Eugene Watts, Jacksonville Beach Police Department, Florida. Police Officer Gregory Randall Young, Vernon College Police Department, Texas. Lieutenant Jonathan Andre Terra- Terrazas, El Paso Police Department, Texas. Sergeant Brian Eric Moll, Connecticut State Police. I'm sorry, yeah, Connecticut State Police. Senior Officer David Bryant Savidra, United States Department of Homeland Security, Customs and Border Protection, Office of Field Operations. Corrections Officer William Jackson Prevot, Sumter County Sheriff's Office, Florida. Sergeant William Jeffrey Yancey, Lake City Police Department, Georgia. Police Officer Frankie Abenal Gutierrez, Noonan Police Department, Georgia. City Marshal Michael Allen Keithley, West Police Department, Texas. Investigator Richard Wendell Humphrey, Baldwin County District Attorney's Office, Alabama. Deputy Sheriff Jody Jerome Smith, Carroll County Sheriff's Office, Georgia. Detective Sergeant Derek E. Side- Sidewell, Sidwell, Overton County Sheriff's Office, Tennessee. Deputy Sheriff Ronald Rudy Butler, Bexer County Sheriff's Office, Texas. Corrections Officer Four Honrato Antones, Texas Department of Criminal Justice Correctional Institutions Division. Detective Tommy Gail Breedlove, Hernando County Sheriff's Office, Florida. Detention Officer Tara Leanne Cook, Whitfield County Sheriff's Office, Georgia. Police Officer Edgar Albert Morris III, Collierville Police Department, Tennessee. Sergeant Matthew Chandler Moore, Arkansas Highway Patrol, Arkansas. Deputy Sheriff Michael David New, Okaloosa County Sheriff's Office, Florida. Police Officer Robert Troy Joyner, Exeter County Independent School District Police Department, Texas. Parole Officer 2, Huey P. Primus III, Texas Department of Criminal Justice Parole Division. Sheriff Robert C. Nicklan, Gonzales County Sheriff's Office, Texas. Officer Joseph Edward Balberg, California Highway Patrol. Corrections Officer V. Glenn R. Skeens, jr texas department of criminal justice correctional institutions division corrections deputy Two, rodrigo delgado san diego county uh, probation department california correctional officer jonathan howard tosh kentucky department of corrections kentucky investigator dusty l wainscott grayson county sheriff's office texas senior trooper jason lynn vice alabama law enforcement agency alabama Correctional Officer 2 Yashika Anderson Stephen, Georgia Department of Corrections, Georgia. Corrections Employee Cody Whitley Turner, Texas Department of Corrections, Criminal Justice Correctional Institution Division. Police Officer Bonnie Nicole Jones, Danville Police Department, Virginia. Detention Officer Kendall Leroy Thomas, Maricopa County Sheriff's Office, Arizona. Officer Scott Edward Merritt, California Highway Patrol. Correctional Lieutenant Michael McKinney, Georgia, Department of Corrections, Corrections Officer Richard Longoria, Louisville Metro Department of Corrections, Kentucky. Police Officer Clifford Dean Crouch, Tallahassee Police Department. Police Officer David A. Horton, Darien Police Department, Georgia. Deputy Sheriff Darrell Lamar Henderson, Shiawassee County Sheriff's Office, Michigan. Sergeant Gino Caputo, Barrington Police Department, Rhode Island. Detective Charles C. Vroom, Nassau County Police Department, New York. Deputy Sheriff Robert Craig Mills, Butler County Sheriff's Office, Ohio. Police Officer Stephen Jones, Barnwell Police Department, South Carolina. Deputy Sheriff Joshua Kane Haynes, or Hayes, Gibson County Sheriff's Office, Tennessee. Special Agent Justin Lee Slovi- Slovacek, I think, Texas Department of Public Safety, Criminal Justice Division, Texas. Corrections Officer 3, Echo Rodriguez, Texas Department of Criminal Justice, Correctional Institutions Division. Lieutenant Danny James Gunez, Monroe County Sheriff's Office, Arkansas. Sergeant Bobby Williams, Muskogee County Sheriff's Office, Georgia. Correctional Officer 2, Kimberly Montreus Barnes, Georgia Department of Corrections. Police Officer Noah Ryan LeBlanc, Sr., Laguna Vista Police Department, Texas. Sergeant Shad Eugene Hammond, Texas Department of Criminal Justice, Correctional Institutions Division. Corrections Officer 5, Jose Angel Hernandez, Texas Department of Criminal Justice, Correctional Institution Division, Texas. Fire Marshal Roland Acevedo, Denton County Fire Fire Marshal's Office, Texas. Deportation Officer Roberto Carlos Cantu, United States Department of Homeland Security Immigration and Customs Enforcement Office of Enforcement and Removal Operations Deputy Sheriff Willie Earl Hall Jefferson County Sheriff's Office Alabama Police Officer Christopher Ryan Cockburn Village of Florida Police Department New York Officer Blaze Alexander Madrid Evans Independence Police Officer uh, Independent Police Department Missouri Probation Parole to Julianne Harper North Carolina, Department of Public Safety, Division of Community Corrections. Corrections Officer 5, Christopher Damon Watson, Sr., Texas Department of Criminal Justice Correctional Institutions Division, Sergeant Stephen Lee Marshall, Chatsworth Police Department, Georgia. Patrolman Austin Spencer Bush, Huma Police Department, Louisiana. Police Officer Michelle ba- Beth Gady, Georgetown Police Department, Texas. Lieutenant Ernest Oldham, Plano, Texas Police Department. Captain David Edwin Ma- uh, McAlpine, New Hanover County Sheriff's Office, North Carolina. Police Officer Carl Lee Proper, Kings Mountain Police Department, North Carolina. Lieutenant John Stewart, Lake City Police Department, South Carolina. Sergeant Richard John Frankie. Fort Bend Independent School District, Police Department, Texas. Deputy Sheriff William Howard Gugdell, Tarrant County Sheriff's Office, Texas. Trooper Brian John Pingry, Florida Highway Patrol. Corporal Gregory Bernard Campbell, Richmond County Sheriff's Office, Georgia. Deportation Officer Alinthia Jermaine Turner, United States Department of Homeland Security, Immigration and Customs Enforcement, Office of Enforcement and Removal Operations, Lieutenant Brandy Megan Crossstock, stock Brooklyn Police Department, Georgia. Deputy Sheriff Talmadge Leon Tucker, Jr., Glynn County Sheriff's Office, Georgia. Police Officer Jimmy Alexander Schindler, Memphis Police Department, Tennessee. Senior Police Officer William John Jeffrey, Houston Police Department, Texas. Sergeant Sherman Peebles, Muscogee uh, County Sheriff's Office, Georgia. Sergeant Sean Jeffrey Byler, Bullock County Detention Center, Kentucky. Sergeant David Frank Miller, Clarksville, Police Department, Tennessee. Corrections Officer 5 Cleatus Gilberto Sherman, Texas Department of Criminal Justice, Correctional Institution Division. Police Officer John Joseph John Kerr, Fond du Luc, Police Department, Wisconsin. Border Patrol Agent Louis Herberto Dominguez, United States Department of Homeland Security, Customs and Border Protection, United States Border Patrol. Deputy Sheriff Luke Ryan Gross, Hancock County Sheriff's Office, Maine. Senior Corporal Arnuflo Pargas, Dallas Police Department, Texas. Corporal Charles Wayne Catron, Carroll County Sheriff's Office, Virginia. Senior Deputy Philip David Barron, Jr., Victoria County Sheriff's Office, Texas. Police Officer Anthony Christopher Testa, West Palm Beach Police Department, Florida. Under Sheriff Jeremy, I'm sorry, Jeffrey Mark Montoya, Colfax County Sheriff's Office, New Mexico. Deputy Sheriff Matthew Locke, Hardin County Sheriff's Office, Tennessee. <clears throat> Corrections Officer 4, Charles Ronald Hughes, Texas Department of Criminal Justice, Correctional Institution Division, Texas. Corrections Officer 5, Connell Foreman, Texas Department of Criminal Justice, Correctional Institution Division, Texas. Border Patrol Agent David Blanco Ramirez, United States Department of Homeland Security, Customs and Border Protection, United States Border Patrol. Deputy Sheriff Joseph, I'm sorry, Joshua Joseph Moyers, Nassau County Sheriff's Office, Florida. Corporal Robert Wayne Nicholson, Clark County Sheriff's Office, Indiana. Police Chief Donald Hall, Magnolia Police Department, North Carolina. Police Officer Brian L. Rowland, Pittsburgh Bureau of Police, Pennsylvania. Police Officer Gregory Lynn Triplett, Waverly Police Department, Tennessee. Trooper Eric Thomas Gunderson, Washington State Patrol. Border Patrol Agent Alfredo Moises Ibarra, United States Department of Homeland Security, Customs and Border Patrol, United States Border Patrol. Detention Deputy Tony Lee Bruce, Bay County Sheriff's Office, Florida. Police Officer Charles Ashley Smith, Cobb County School District, Police Department, Georgia. Patrol Officer Howard Critster Smith III, Owasso Police Department, Oklahoma. Sergeant Joshua Wayne Stewart, Sullivan County Sheriff's Office, Tennessee. Police Chief Derek Scott Astot, Green Cove Springs Police Department, Florida. Sergeant Michael Todd Thomas, Griffin Police Department, Georgia. Sergeant Matthew Logan Davis, Iron County Sheriff's Office, Missouri. Corrections Corporal Terrell Kenneth Jordan, Miami-Dade County Department of Corrections and Rehabilitation. Correctional Officer Thomas Allen Beard, Kentucky Department of Corrections. Sergeant Donald William Ramey. Transylvania County Sheriff's Office, North Carolina Deputy Sheriff Boyd Wayne Blake Lawrence County Sheriff's Office, Ohio Sergeant Frank Rodriguez Midwest City Police Department, Oklahoma Corrections Lieutenant David W. Reynolds Butler County Sheriff's Office, Ohio Deputy Sheriff Teresa H. Fuller Wilson County Sheriff's Office, Tennessee Corrections Officer Colleen St. Val Miami-Dade County, Department of Corrections and Rehabilitation, Florida. Senior Inspector Jared McCain-Keyworth, United States Department of Justice, United States Marshal Service. Lieutenant Eric, I'm sorry, Matthew Eric Dow, Fayetteville Police Department, North Carolina. Captain James Anthony Sisk, Culpeper County Sheriff's Office, Virginia. Sergeant James Nicholas Nick Reisner, Sheffield Police Department, Alabama. Police Officer Darrell DeWayne Adams, Memphis Police Department, Tennessee. Corrections Officer 5, Melissa Ruth Maldonado, Texas Department of Criminal Justice, Correctional Institution Division, Texas. Group Supervisor Michael Gale Garbo, United States Department of Justice, Drug Enforcement Administration. Correctional Officer Sylvia Laverne Allen, Miami Dade Co- County, Department of Corrections and Rehabilitation. Police Officer Julio Cesar. Herrera, Jr., Charlotte Meck- Mecklenburg, Police Department, North Carolina. Corrections Officer Vassar Odeen, Richmond, Bartlett, Police Department, Tennessee. Corrections Officer 5, Thomas Scott Colora, Texas Department of Criminal Justice, Criminal, um, Correctional Institution Division. Corrections Officer 4, Garland Cheney, Texas Department of Criminal Justice, Correctional Institution Division. Sergeant John R. Lowry, Suffolk County Sheriff's Office, New York, Deputy Sheriff Dale L. Wyman, Hardman, County Sheriff's Office Tennessee, Officer Victor Julian Julian Denate, United States Department of Homeland Security Customs and Border Protection Office of Field Operations, Corporal Timothy Michael Tanskley, Tanksley, Tansley, Alto Police Department, Georgia. Deputy Sheriff John Richard King, Lyon County Sheriff's Office, Nevada. Corporal Dylan McCauley Harrison, Alamo Police Department, Georgia. Master Trooper Adam Christopher Gulbert, Louisiana State Police, Louisiana. Master Deputy William Edward Marsh, Rowan County Sheriff's Office, North Carolina. Sergeant Michael Devin Rudd, La Paz County Sheriff's Office, Arizona. Deputy Sheriff Juan Miguel Ruiz, Maricopa County Sheriff's Office, Arizona. Detention Officer Anthony Nicoletti, Mojave County Sheriff's Office, Arizona. Lieutenant William Oscar McMarty, the Third Burke County Sheriff's Office, North Carolina. Correctional Officer 4, Toalama Scanlon, Fresno, Fresno County Sheriff's Office, California. Reserve Deputy James Richard Hertzell, Jackson County Sheriff's Office, Indiana. Correctional Lieutenant 2, Dennis Eugene Boykin, North Carolina Department of Public Safety, Division of Adult Correction and Juvenile Justice. Deportation Officer Bradley K. Cam, United States Department of Homeland Security, Immigration and Customs Enforcement, Office of Enforcement and Removal Operations. Police Officer Ty Allen Powell, Windsor Police Department, Colorado. Command Sergeant Richard Arnold McCann, Columbus Police Department, Georgia. Deputy Sheriff Oliver Little, Floyd County Sheriff's Office, Kentucky. Police Officer John I'm sorry, James Edward Simonetti, Carnegie Mellon University Police Department, Pennsylvania. Sergeant Ra- Raquel, Virginia Saunders, Amarillo Police Department, Texas. Senior Police Officer John David Wilbanks, Houston Police Department, Texas. Sergeant William Warren Gray, I'm sorry, Gay, Bibb County Sheriff's Office, Georgia. Deputy Constable Kareem Anthony Atkins, Harrison County Constable's Office, Precinct 4, Texas. Detective Rodney Lane Mooneyham, Denton Police Department, Texas. Police Officer Yandy Chirino, Hollywood uh, Hollywood Police Department, Florida. Police Officer Ryan Andrew Hayworth, Nightdale Police Department, North Carolina. Police Department Andrew Robert McDonald, Grand Prairie Police Department, Texas. Investigator Tracy Joe Dotson, Dallas County District Attorney's Office, Texas. Trooper Theodore Lawrence Benda, Iowa State Patrol. Deputy Sheriff Donald Albert Poffinroth, Pershing County Sheriff's Office, Nevada. Sergeant Miguel Rodriguez, Florida Department of Agriculture and Consumer Services, Office of Agricultural Law Enforcement. Deputy Sheriff Joseph I'm sorry, Joshua Joseph Welg, Sarasota County Sheriff's Office. Police Officer Loy Hu Ha, UMass Memorial Medical Center Police Department, Massachusetts. Police Officer Leonardo M. Chavez, New York City Police Department. Police Officer Mars Matthew Murray Jr., New York City Police Department. Sergeant Richard Charles Howe, Pittsburgh Bureau of Police Department, uh, Bureau of Police, Pennsylvania. Trooper First Class Dung Zhang Tran Martinez. Pennsylvania State Police Deputy Sheriff Joshua James Simeon Harris County Sheriff's Office Texas Sergeant Michael Shannon McDonald Winston-Salem Police Department North Carolina Detective James R. Perry Bloomfield Police Department New Jersey Sergeant Michael David Dunn Amarillo Police Department Texas Police Officer Christopher William Cummins Bella Vista Police Department Arkansas Corrections Officer Joshua E. Christick medina county juvenile detention center ohio sergeant brian j gount beaverton police department oregon police officer jason michael belton erie police department pennsylvania supervisory border patrol agent rafael gilberto sanchez united states department of homeland security customs and border patrol united states border patrol police officer stephen evans burns police department kansas police officer tyler nathaniel timmons Pontoon Pontoon Beach Police Department Illinois. Police Officer Thomas Christopher Hutchinson Haltom Police Department Texas. Senior Police Officer I'm sorry, senior officer Matthew Leslie Lyons United States Department of Homeland Security Customs and Border Protection United uh, Office of Field Operations. Staff Sergeant Jesse Edward Chirrell New Hampshire State Police New Hampshire. Lieutenant David Formeza Amboy Police Department, New Jersey. Police Chief Buddy Ray Crabtree, Idler Police Department, Alabama. Deputy Sheriff David Cook, Kent County Sheriff's Office, Michigan. Sergeant Timothy Werner, Pittsburgh Bureau of Police, Pennsylvania. Corrections Officer Five Kevin Dupree, Texas Department of Criminal Justice, Correctional Institutions Division. Police Officer Scott Paul Harn, Police. I'm sorry, Dallas Police Department, Texas. Police Officer Randy Stallard, Central Independent School District, Police Department, Texas. Correctional Officer Richard William Newkirk, Iowa Department of Corrections. Detective Sergeant Gary R. Tacone, Erie Police Department, Pennsylvania. Deputy Sheriff John Edward Moon, Waller County Sheriff's Office, Texas. Lieutenant Michael Lewis Hall, Memphis Police Department, Tennessee. Senior Patrolman Sherman Otto Bennis, Jr., Kingsville Police Department, Texas. Border Patrol Agent Anibal Antonio Perez, United States Department of Homeland Security, Customs and Border Protection, United States Border Patrol. Correctional Officer Juan Cruz Jr., Fresno County Sheriff's Office, California. Deportation Officer Rosa Elisa Vasquez, United States Department of Homeland Security, Immigration and Customs Enforcement, Office of Enforcement and Removal Operations. Sergeant Scott Michael Patton, Robinson Township Police Department, Pennsylvania. Corporal Ignacio Javier uh, Romero, Lander County Sheriff's Office, Nevada. Deputy Sheriff Bernard Roberts, Columbia County Sheriff's Office, New York. Deputy Sheriff Lena Nicole Marshall, Jackson County Sheriff's Office, Georgia. Police Officer Parmahans Desay. I'm sorry, I cannot pronounce the middle name. I do apologize. Henry County Police Department, Georgia. Sergeant Dominic Eugene Guida, Benell Police Department, Florida, Lieutenant Chad Owen Brackman, Maricopa County Sheriff's Office, Arizona. Detective Michael J. Dion, Chicopee Police Department, Massachusetts. Police Officer Michael D. Chandler, Big Stone Gap, Police Department, Virginia. Parole Officer One Taisha Harper. Texas Department of Criminal Justice Parole Division. Master Trooper Daniel Allen Stainbrook, Wisconsin State Patrol. Police Officer Daniel J. Daly, Deloitte Police Department, Wisconsin. Corrections Officer Rhonda Jean Russell, Blair County Prison, Pennsylvania. Deputy Sheriff Frank Ramirez Jr., Independent Independent County Sheriff's Office, Arkansas. Corporal Armando Cantu Jr., San Bernardino County Sheriff's Office. Deputy Sheriff Joshua Lee Pearson, Benton County Sheriff's Office, Arkansas. Town Marshal Anthony Wayne Hinshaw, Lawsonville Marshal's Office, Indiana. Code Enforcement Officer Adam Ray Arbogast, Parsons Police Department, West Virginia. Officer Kenneth McCallum, United States Department of Homeland Security, Customs and Border Protection, Office of Field Operations. Police Officer Nicholas Kozak, Forest Park Police Department, Illinois. Supervisory Border Patrol Agent Martin Berrios, United States Department of Homeland Security, Customs and Border Protection, United States Border Patrol. Officer Kerry Dick, Rossville Police Department, Kansas. Police Officer Henry Nicholas Laxon. Clayton County Police Department, Georgia. Border Patrol Agent Salvador Martinez, Jr. United States Department of Homeland Security, Customs and Border Protection, United States Border Patrol. Constable Madison Skip Nicholson. Wilcox County Constable's Office, Alabama. Detective Antonio Antoine Valentine, Sr. St. Louis County Police Department, Missouri. Deputy Sheriff Clay Zachary Livingston. Elbert County Sheriff's Office, Colorado. Police Officer Richard Lee Houston II, Mesquite Police Department, Texas. Senior Police Officer Eric Sean Lindsey, Austin Police Department, Texas. Officer Reuben Jean Warren, Jr., California Highway Patrol. School Resource Officer John Davis Starks, Clark County Sheriff's Office, Indiana. Police Officer Theodore James Ollemeyer, Colwich Police Department, Kansas. Detective Wayne H. Fortier, Grafton County Sheriff's Office, New Hampshire. Detective Hector M. Nunez, Nassau County Police Department. Detective Joseph Andrew Pollock, Douglas County Sheriff's Office, Colorado. Corporal Jack Lee Guthrie Jr., Dallas College Police Department, Texas. Sergeant Wayne Stephen Whaler, Mesa County Sheriff's Office, Colorado. Deputy Jailer Robert T. Daniel, Graves County Jail, Kentucky. Corporal Lonnie, Lonnie Raymond LeJune, Missouri State Highway Patrol. Police Officer Ronald William Smith, New York Mills Police Department, Minnesota. Transfer Officer Terry Lorenzo Primus Sr., Georgia Department of Corrections, Georgia. Police Officer Jeremy Martin Wilkins, Chandler Police Department, Arizona. Police Officer Zachary Dale Cottingham, Louisville Metro Police Department, Kentucky. Officer Chad P. Christensen, Wisconsin Department of Military Affairs, Volk Field Services Security Forces. Sergeant Kevin D. Redding, Haverford Haverford, Township Police Department, Pennsylvania. Corporal John Joseph Waljokowski, Waynes County Sheriff's Office, Michigan. Police Officer Mia Danielle Figueroa Goodwin, Charlotte Mecklenburg, Police Department, North Carolina. Officer Jeffrey De La Cruz, United States Department of Homeland Security, Customs and Border Patrol, Office of Field Operations. Police Officer Keona Chanel Holly, Baltimore City Police Department, Maryland. Deputy Sheriff Stephen H. Armbruster, Lehigh County Sheriff's Office, Pennsylvania. Agent Jose ferreira Papon, Puerto Rico Police Department. Patrolman Sean E. Vandenberg, Lawrence Township Police Department, Ohio. Sergeant Stacy Annette Murrow, Lynn County Sheriff's Office, Kansas. Deputy Sheriff Jamie Williams, County Sheriff's Office, Minnesota. Sergeant Jeffrey Turner, potonic poninock I think that's what it is. Police Department, Missouri. Lieutenant Lieutenant Matthew A. Vogel, Hudson County Sheriff's Office, New Jersey. Sergeant Christopher Mortison, Wilkes-Barre Police Department, Pennsylvania. Corporal Miguel Eladio Mike Sanchez, Amarillo Police Department, Texas. Sergeant James Earl Demet, Jr., Friendswood Police Department, Texas. Police Officer Gregory Michael Santangelo, Frederick, Police Department, Maryland. Corrections Officer Sterling David Heinbaugh, uh, Jr., Franklin County Jail, Pennsylvania. Deputy Sheriff Sean Ian Riley, Waynes County Sheriff's Office, Illinois. Correctional Officer Richard Carchia, Rhode Island Department of Corrections. Police Officer Wayne Butch Noel, Jr., Meridian Police Department, Texas. Detention Officer Gary Lynn Bean, Conway County Sheriff's Office, Arkansas. Sergeant Marlene Roberta Ritmanick, Bradley Police Department, Illinois. Officer Brian Vogel, United States Department of Homeland Security, Customs and Border Protection, Office of Field Operations. Sergeant Thomas Edward Stanley, Atascadero State Hospital Police Department, California. Finally, Police Officer Shane Henry Bartek, Cleveland Division of Police, Ohio. 618 names. 618 people that lost their lives in the year of 2021 amid social uprising, being told they are bad people for their profession. They gave their lives. They risked their lives through illness, through violence, and anything else. 618 people sacrificed themselves for the greater good of their community. Blessed are the peacemakers.